Hello and welcome to The One One. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 93 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. After last week's Zoom edition of your West Australian Racing Podcast, it's tremendous to be back in 11 HQ alongside the man they call the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. Good morning, BJ. How are you? Good, thank you. It is Are You OK Day today, by the way. <laughs> so um, a conversation can change a life. So a very important day for uh, suicide prevention across Australia and um, inspire and empower everyone to meaningfully connect with the people around them, Terry. Start a conversation with those in their world who may be struggling with life. So just a positive message to all our listeners out there on an important day on the Australian calendar. But we have to welcome our guest, West Australian racing news hound, Jay Rooney. Welcome, Jay. G'day, BJ. Terry, how are we going? Very good, mate. Uh, a fellow uh, award nominee, BJ, as well. It's um, the Beaten Brigade. Yeah, the, the Beaten Brigade. We're all getting together to uh, to, to lick our wounds, and uh, you've brought the weather with you as yep. well, Jay. Yeah, it was turning early this week, and then it's uh, come back with a vengeance, hasn't it? Shocking. S- certainly has. Yeah. It certainly has. Hopefully, it uh, ties itself up ahead of the big preliminary final. Optus Stadium tomorrow yeah, night. When, when does it actually? I think when does it stop? I think it's sort of. I think it's only today. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's meant to be yeah, today. Yeah. I've allowed for. I mean, just we'll get to the preview later. But I think I allowed for sort of a soft six, maybe getting a little bit better, pending how tomorrow goes. But it's a fair old storm, mm. fair whack of rain, bit of precipitation. Yeah, I think definitely Saturday is going to be affected, and hopefully. Uh, the weather just allows Optus Stadium Friday night, big game, to mm. showcase uh, uh, footy in its finest, especially preliminary final night. Hopefully it's not uh, too wet and impacts the game too much. But we've got Jay Rooney here to – You're an Eagles supporter? Sorry, Jay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. I thought yep. so. We're yep. just going to see if we're going to continue oh, sad, with sad Eagles supporter this year. Though. Yeah, sad Eagles supporter. Yep. We've, had a, we've had a good run. I yeah. We've had a good run. I don't reckon our run's over. Um, but, yeah, I just mainly wanted to check to see if we were going to continue the uh, <laughs> continue the interview or not. But we can all clear, BJ. Let's have a chat to Jay. Uh, Jay is the, as I said in the intro, he is the West Australian, one of the West Australian newspaper's leading racing riders. Um Always on track, always pumping out the the news items, um, active on Twitter, always participating in the discussion of what's going on in WA Racing. Uh, to be honest, Jay, I don't think I know a hell of a lot about you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you started uh, riding at the Kalgoorlie Minor and then quickly sort of transitioned from the provincials to town and then uh, sort of made your, made your mark riding about thoroughbred horse racing in the West Australian. So... All our listeners would no doubt consume your content. They'd follow you on Twitter. Can you give them a bit of a background into Jay's racing journey? Yeah, well, I, was, I wasn't really into racing till I was probably oh, maybe even 18, I think. Um, just uh, my old man was when, having When a, you could legally bet. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, um, the old man was having a punt one day and had, had the races on the radio and I, I'm a sport lover, so I sort of uh, got into it a bit there and ended up um, frequenting TOBs around... Carrying up and, and the like and um, didn't have Foxtel then, so I was all, all, all about going to TABs and watching watching some of the big races over east and at Ascot and that and then uh, just ended up following it sort of full time and um, first uh, job out of uni in uh, journalism was out Kalgoorlie Minor, as you mentioned, um, Got and ended up getting handed the racing there. So uh, always wanted to do footy in in, in the reporting sort of um, realm, but uh 
well, I was into racing anyway, so I sort of went with it from there, and and just uh, and the rest is history, I suppose. So, so did you start at the racing desk in Kalgoorlie? Yeah, was and I was, was, I was doing first gig? yeah, and yeah. I was doing some other sports as well, um, as you do out in the, the country sort of papers. You do a bit of everything, but uh, the racing was the main gig. I think Steve Mills did it for many years before I, I landed out there, so so they had the space to for someone to take that up. Um, How many years ago was that? Oh, 13 years ago now. You need more yeah. and toes. Yeah, or? I'm just, just trying to remember. I was, I was 20 years old when I went out, moved out to Cal. Who was, the, who was dominating? Was it still a Fernie domination 13 years ago? That's probably right at the start of my time. I, so think, my... I think it was, but it wasn't as definitely nowhere near what it's yeah. been in the last five or six years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was, was that there? Rusty Hansen was, a, yeah, was that's right. probably the leading rider for yep. quite a few years around yep. that period. Yep. Yeah, that's um, right. Yep. Matthews? Um, Brett Matthews. Yeah. Yeah, Brett Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah there's, there's a good mare, Saffron Fire, yeah. out there around that time. She came mm-hmm. to Belmont, won a few races for Johnny, a, Johnny was, Lug. Um, it was more of a rarity back then because we're seeing, well, Peter Fernie in particular, well, only Peter Fernie just about, bring a lot of horses to Perth and winning, you know, he wins one every probably once a month, you know, yeah. probably more than that last year. It was more of a, from what I can remember, I remember them bringing Ackett Asset. Um, that was probably a few years ago now from Kalgoorlie to Perth. And it was quite a big thing bringing a Kalgoorlie horse and winning a city race. It was more of a rarity back then big to time. bring them. Yeah, oh, it was, big time, it was yeah. a real rarity, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I remember when Saffron Fire came to, to town and won at Belmont one or two times, I think, um, you know, doing big stories on that. Was, mm-hmm. that, was a, that was a big deal. She was a sort of rising star of Kalgoorlie racing, but to, to go to town and win um, a Saturday sort of town race was, was very rare. Mm. So Kalgoorlie was a short pit stop for you. Yeah, it was in the end. Uh, mm. It was five months total, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I came back after the the round that year. The round break uh, you did it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just got me going. I reckon um, uh, broke me years to come. But um, yeah, it was all right then. Um, yeah, came back uh, just after that. So that was. Uh, I was so you would have just, only been a young fellow when you walked into the the. The racing desk at the West Australian newspaper. Yeah, still baby faced. Yeah, <laughs> not, not long turned uh, twenty one when I came back from Cow. So wow. Um, yeah, short stint out there, and uh, away I went. What? So who was who were the who were the faces in on the racing in the racing department when you first came to the West Australian? A little bit bigger than what it is now. I, bet, uh, I yeah. suppose that's a trend that's you know happening in newsrooms around Australia and probably the world as well. Uh, Peter Austin was the racing editor then. Um, we had Robbie Edwards and Ernie Manning and, and myself. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because when I was growing up, Peter Austin, Robbie Edwards and Ernie Manning were um, the three racing riders and they were the, the, the main guys for a long period of time. And then the young buck, Jay Rooney, rolls into mm. town via Kalgoorlie and takes over the joint. What, uh, what was, how, how long did it take you to, 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 I guess, get into the rhythm of um, metropolitan thoroughbred horse racing Build relationships. What's it like for a, for a kid who doesn't really have that racing background as such, just to come in, start ringing people, um, getting to know people? I imagine it would have been a challenge initially, but you've obviously done a really good, really good job of it over time. But take us back to when you first started. What what were some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, I, I was probably a bit more of a shy and quiet spoken sort of uh, young lad back then as well. So um, stayed in my shell a little bit, probably. Um, now realise that I'm a bit older. That that's probably not the way to do it in that line of work. Um, that's just the way I was, I suppose. But uh, the best thing about the racing industry is just the access to to trainers and jockeys and everyone else. Um, yeah, 
uh, they'll, they'll answer the phone pretty much every, every one of them would just about maybe 90, 95% would. Um, and the access for a, for a journalist to that sort of talent um, constantly is unheard of in other sports. Um, mm. You know, thinking about footy, you just don't get that sort of access um, and plenty of other sports are the same as well. So, um, yeah, it was a challenge early, I suppose, but probably my own doing a little bit. Yeah. I had to come out of my shell a bit. But, yeah, you're, um, only, you're only young though too, walking, yeah. working into a world that you don't really know like a heap about and, you know, you see those, the faces and the voices. I remember I used to... I left school and went to uh, Melbourne and was writing for a winning post racing paper and I was 18, 19, 20 and cold calling people, some of my heroes and, mm. and it was it was, uh, it was nerve-wracking. It was terrifying really for, mm. for a young guy who didn't grow up in Melbourne, who didn't have a name as such and then when people like, yeah, it's BJ, it's BJ Ryan from Winning Post. Like, Who? Who? Who's this? And yep. uh, so there was a lot of that. So I, I can imagine it takes a little bit of time for people to warm to you but how important is it to get on course introduce yourself, um, be in the mounting yard before and after races, all that sort of stuff. I imagine that's where the relationships grow. Yeah, definitely. Face-to-face is is definitely where relationships grow. Um, uh, In this sort of uh, COVID world and um, world of technology and Twitter and everything, you can easily stay at home and hide behind your your computer or your phone and talking to to, uh, to everyone in the industry Mm. and, and not getting out there, but that's... Uh, for me, that's still very important. You've clearly built some um, some fair relationships, and you're. Uh, I tell you what, come per- personally for me, um, I don't really have any Twitter notifications on. You know, when you get a, someone tweets, it comes up saying this person's tweeted. We're probably at a month away where I always turn yours on because I love my futures betting. If there's going to be news on an Eastern Stater coming across, or there's going to be news on something going off, or, or whatever, you're usually the first one to tweet it. And um, yeah, it's it's. I should probably shouldn't tell everyone, this, well, but it's uh, highly valuable. I have found throughout the journey. Well, that's why they listen. There's a lot of rush. There's a lot of runs down to the TAB at the moment. I hear uh, Bob Peters says we'll be heading towards Kingston Town, or uh, thinks it'll peak at 1400, or this or that. And I go, okay, off we go. That's why they listen, though, there. Guru. A bit of gold from from the man himself. Eh? A few a few tricks of the trade. Uh, let's <laughs> let's be honest. Jay does have a bat phone to uh, the the leading Leviathan owner breeder Bob Peters. Mm-hmm. How, how and yeah, you basically break all his news, um, and there's a lot to break because he's obviously got so many good horses. They're always targeting the big races, and now they float between East Coast, West Coast. There's a lot of lot of um, content for you to pump out. What's it been like getting to know Bob Peters and um, and uh, and other heavy hitters within the industry? Yeah, well, I suppose Bob still keeps his cards close to his chest a lot of the time. I find that uh, hard to believe. <laughs> you, haven't yeah. cra- you haven't cracked Go, it yet. Goes without saying. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've built a pretty pretty good relationship with him um, professionally, I suppose. So, um, and I think he likes supporting, uh, you know, or the West Australian or, or West Australian mm-hmm. media in, mm-hmm. in in general, especially when it comes to his horses that are over east. Um, the trust thing as well, probably. Yeah, you trust the way you report on it. You don't try and spin it. Yeah, yeah, it's a trust. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I've I've looked after him, and if he asks not to report yep. something straight away or not at all, that's you know, I'll, I'll go with that because. Um, we've built that relationship, mm-hmm. I suppose. So that's um, yeah, that's the way that goes. Yeah. We were chatting off air just before. So Superstorm, God bless him, got up in the final stride mm-hmm. to win the uh, Group Two Fiend at Mooney Valley last Saturday. Damien Oliver, his very vintage best. I thought that was a better win than it looks yeah. like margin wise yeah. as well. To pick think- up and sprint for a horse that's noted to be more of a. Um, 
wind up horse and need a few strides to get going. It's not the type of horse in the run because I actually I have a thing where I back them all second up over there. That's mm. sort of the go. And uh, in the run, I wasn't happy and I was thinking get some clear room off and going. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a, a really really good win. You lifted, yeah. Even though it's won by lip, it's, yeah. I think it's better than that. That's did, you, did, you, did you think well. it, did you think yeah. it won on the line? Just out of curiosity. Um, what do you think, Dave? It was, I think this was in between. Where was this in between? La Farola and Campese. <laughs> last, I've actually erased most of last Saturday. And the thing is that I, yeah, I've erased. We'll talk about more of it later. Last Saturday, Jesus Christ! I reckon everyone. Well, you, you were. I think you were with us actually. I saw. I actually saw the lot of yours in the paper. You had the, your two best. I think were my two best, and your roughy was my roughy in Jericho Missile. Oh. The two best. They will look the the, the track didn't suit. They didn't go that well, and the Jericho Missile is probably just about a good thing. Bait, I reckon the way the race yeah. was run. Yeah. So, the, the only good thing about last Saturday. We were all in it together. <laughs> well, we were just all in it we together. We all went down. So we all went down. We all yeah, went down. We all oh. went down. You're exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so Superstorm wins, right? He wins, wins, wins the fan. I think that's automatic entry into the Cox Plate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you were on the phone to Bob Peters the following morning, yeah? Is that right? Yep. yep. So what, what's the discussion from there? Are you asking him what the plan is with Superstorm and does he then give you information on the rest of his charges? Yeah, it's more, I suppose, where the horse heads to next. Yep. Um uh, and I was pretty interested to see what he had to say about Azaki the, the day before mm -hmm. as well. Um, being what did he say? He didn't think they could beat it, basically. Oh, in a, in a, yeah. in a sense, I in suppose. His way. Yeah, in his, in his way. way yeah. um, pretty blown away with what Zaki did, which is, mm. yeah, the same. You could say the same for everyone, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, how great that horse went and is going in general. So, um, yeah, it's gonna gonna be a big task. But um, I suppose Bob's. Um, from Bob's point of view, just having a runner in a Cox Plate's a privilege. That's a, a line he trots out pretty frequently, and it's um, yeah, it goes without saying, I suppose. But um, to have a, a Cox Plate runner two years in a row, that's pretty big. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's got another runner at uh, Flemington on Saturday in Inspirational Girl, second up. Guru, are they both heading? Yeah, exactly. Inspo, I Inspo is in the. Uh, I, I, I have no idea of the form whatsoever. <laughs> but as long as they're not uh, going around even money, second up, we just off we go. She is in the Moon Dollar Maccabi Diva Stakes Group One over a mile at Flemington oh. on Saturday. Damien Lane in the Pigskin. So we'll have to press Jay later for a bit of info on uh, Inspirational Girl. Mm. But it's not always. Um, you know, sunshine and rainbows when it comes to to calling people and discussing their horses, especially Bob Peters. So uh, years gone by where he's won railways, Perth Cups, um, owner owner premierships, he's gone east. But over the last 12 months, I imagine you've, you've had to have some pretty sort of tough telephone conversations with Bob, whether it's truly great passing away, whether it's Arcadia Queen going miss leading into the Cox Plate, the situation where the, where the horses were sent to Chris Waller in Sydney and things didn't work out. There's, there's been a, there's, and of course, who, we can't really forget that horrific um, float crash in Kalgoorlie, which, which impacted a lot of his young horses and, and a lot of other people's horses as well. Um, what's it like having those tough conversations with people and, and having to, I guess, break, not so, break news that's not so positive for the industry? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, Bob's very level-headed, so I think it, when he experiences a high, he doesn't get too high. Mm. When he experiences a low, he doesn't get too low. So it's uh, um, yeah, you can talk to him about a horse like Truly Great dying, and um, he might sort of almost sound like he's taking the emotion out of it a bit. But I'm sure, I'm sure behind the scenes and behind yeah. the call, he'd be. He'd be hurting, especially the horse like that that was that good and had that much potential. Mm. 
uh, to do a lot more than what he did. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. It's, uh, it, there have been a fair few of those calls in the last 12 months, as you mentioned, um, just a, a lot of horses dying from his, uh, his powerful operation, unfortunately. It's a good way of describing Bob, just level. You, you could speak to him after he's just won a group one or speak to him after some horrible news like truly great and you probably can't tell much different. You ever watched um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the TV yep. show? Yep. a bit of Captain uh, Captain Holt about him. Yeah, it's very difficult to uh, to decipher the difference in his moods, but I suppose mm. that's one of his strengths in making, I guess, as he calls them, business decisions. He'll sell, business decisions. Um, yeah, right. sell yep. some horses that obviously everyone else would love and you think they've won a group one. He'd have some emotional, sentimental attachment. and he, No, he, he doesn't. He's mm. um, Well, I'm sure he does, mm. but he doesn't. Um, let that hold him back from selling that horse or doing what he thinks is best, uh, yeah, best business decision. But um, you're you're probably not at the um, Bob Peters level of ownership. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say Jay, but uh, you he's have on owned, his, he's on his way. He's on you his have way. owned a couple of good ones. You're in. I don't know if you're in any car in any good ones, but tell us a bit about your ownership. You were in one one day, I think, with Mario or Danny Morton horse. I'm just looking at. It. I can't. It's Sophie's Sophia's secret. secret. Yep. Yeah, Sophia's secret. That's the one. It was. Um, I remember because I had about 50, 60 to one for a guineas and you were scratched at the gates. Yeah, she wouldn't like Is there that. a worse way to do your money all in than well, being scratched at the gates? That was the second week in a row she was scratched at the gates. Oh, as well. Champion yeah. Phillies? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was too. So so I really couldn't have seen the right again. Champion game. Phillies Day, I think she was second favourite yep, yep. behind uh, Mickey Moto. Mm -hmm. Didn't she run th second or third in the Burgess Queen? Third, the yep, 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 yep. And then, so she got scratched at the gates. And then the next week, the guineas, I think she was about 21s into nines yep, on the day. Late, heavy and late money. Scratched at the gates again yeah. so that was a, oh. a rough two weeks there's a great photo from simon Merritt from the first week though um i think i'm just staring into space just thinking, <laughs> actually, what the hell that. happened and a mate of mine mario I had, I had, in that one too, yeah yeah that's yeah. right yeah. i had two mates from school uh in the horse with me as well it was their first horses as well and one of them's a bit of a bit of a diva a bit of a um, emotional diva, I suppose. And not, a, not a Bob Peters? No, no, not quite. Um, and he's just, the photo, he's sitting in the row in front of me and he's got his um, got his uh, face in his hands and his, <laughs> his partner's next to, next to him holding a, a champagne glass up, but she's just like got a ha uh, hand on a forehead sort of going, like, what the hell's just happened? So that was a an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. But she won, um, she won first up. At Belmont, as a second start, mm -hmm. so she's won a midweek, and then she's won a next start at Ascot. So I think for your first horse, uh, pretty lucky to have oh, a dual city horse. winner, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah first yeah, horse, she had, so. she had a lot of ability that was yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to Timmy Hewitt, Market City Meets. Timmy Hewitt was also ah, in that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I thought yep. I saw that name in yeah. the ownership. Yeah, he's one going around today. He does. Yep. Pops. Uh, but yeah, she had a lot of talent. Mm. Sophia's mm. secret, and uh, ended up getting sold on sold as a broodmare. Yeah, right? well, she she had the barrier problems, and then ended up needing a breathing op as well, mm. um, and then got to the point where she wouldn't even go out on the track at the trials at Belmont. Mm. She'd come out of her store and she'd just start backing up and kicking around and. Um, just didn't want to be there, so that mm. was the the sad end of that. Where she should have won plenty more races, yeah. but um, that's that's the racing game. And yeah, sold as a broodmare, and I think she had a done deal. Can't remember if it was a cold or a filly. Um, and she's about to have a deep field foal, I think, okay. for some uh, 
Well, that's for some ovaries connections at border. I'm not sure exactly Good who. Good two-year-olds yeah. at Tatefields. Mm. Mm. That's right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought you'd get that one. Yep. Are you in any at the moment? Any horse at I'm the moment? I'm positive I've seen your face. Yeah, very recent. I was counting yeah. which one. Yeah, so I mean, Jamie's, I think. Yeah. In two, yeah. um, and they're both three-year-olds just turned four, uh, Written Matter, yeah. who is Sophie's, Jeez, yeah. uh, Sophie's full brother. That's mm-hmm. right. So yeah. I went back for more punishment. Um, <laughs> with the, the whole family's nuts out of the, the yeah, 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 um, Jared and he, wrote that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and he went through the sales and, and he, he was bred at a stud about 15 minutes down the road from Magic Millions mm-hmm. and he didn't even last the float ride down. He'd flipped himself over in the float, oh, no. um, taking bark off and all that sort of thing. He's gone through the sales, gone the same price as Sophie did, about $100,000, I think. Mm-hmm. And as it, as he's exited the sale ring, you just hear this massive bang, huge noise, like he's jumped up um, and, and down on the spot. But it was, it was a huge noise and, and the auctioneer says, and that's why you get your insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've gone, um, here I am going back in. For another share of this horse. For and, another and case. Thrill, uh, thrill seeker this oh, car. Yeah. Just make sure you don't back this one all in. I think uh, that's the uh, yeah, 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 that's, and that's the key. He has been scratched at the gates at the trials as well. Yeah. Um, that's why they kept Jared on because he wasn't really riding much, but he'd done a lot of the work. Yeah, he spent a, spent a lot of time out of Jared's um, pre-training yeah, okay, and yep. sort of going through the barriers. So Jared did a really good job with him and he was really keen to ride him yep. in races. That's why we sort of... I suppose set him for races He's where two he could three, ride. Yeah, two yeah, that's three. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he won his first two starts. Um, yeah. Never start been more nervous. Starts. The first start, I think, just making sure the horse got in the mm-hmm. gates. There were a bunch of us out there at Ascot just uh, crapping our pants pretty much, and just you're, hoping you're, he got you're in the led gates. From yeah. memory, which was this, was yep. that a surprise because you hadn't jumped all that well in a couple of trials? Yeah, yeah. I think I think his trial. Bef- there was two trials even before that yep. race. Um, yeah, he was out the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. What's the other one you're in? Uh, How's the Serenity with oh, Simon Miller? Yeah. Yep. So Jeez. she won. Have you had any I slow think... ones in between? Are these running? No, three? they're only three. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. Yeah, so absolutely kidding. I'm trying to keep that strike rate. Jeez, going. next time you get him, one, give me a call. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, so she was only thirty thousand dollar buy, and she's won. Over a hundred now. Oh, she's yeah, got, she's, she's got, got more. Yeah. She's, she's hang got on, more hang on. How, how's this? How's a Serenity won that race where one of those horses got a positive swab? Oh she's yeah, a well, she, and it was she's a full, a, full West she's speed. A charmer. Charmer. Yeah. She's yeah. Uh, not full because she's a Magnus, but um, you know part a part West speed. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Everything just keeps coming, <laughs> coming up Rooney at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think those two horses I'm in at the moment they won five races between last prep and they're all at Belmont and Ascot. So. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Well, it's an easy game. So, you, so you're, you're riding about racing full time. You're, you're an owner. On his way to being the next <laughs> Bob Peters. Well, on his way again. <laughs> Jay picking, Peters. picking Bob's brain. Uh, you've obviously got the bug, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So racing get you buzzing? Yeah, it does, yeah. Mm. Yeah, especially the ownership as well. I didn't I always mm. thought um, it was too expensive to get into like early doors and then sort of realised, oh, you know, you just get your small shares and yep. – and have a bit of fun and doesn't cost as much and um yeah yeah it's been exactly been, right. been a huge buzz you don't get in ownership to try and make money no, uh, no. If, if you're doing it you're probably doing it for the wrong reason unless you love bob peters uh that's probably the one person that can but uh yeah it doesn't matter how much you own it's a um yeah there's something different about it isn't there mm, to own yeah. a horse and uh and sort of one that you get at a young age as well so bite a few tried ones and it's a sort of different feeling but the ones you get at a young age you get all the updates you hear all the this and that the whole way through and they finally make it to the races two years after you've forked out your cash mm. it's a um 
Yeah. It's an experience. It's heading, to heading towards big races at yep. early early on as well. Yeah. Um, How many caricatures you on? Hey, Jay, you've been working at the West, I don't know, what, 12, 13 years now. I imagine your media pass has got you access on Group 1 race days for, for the last decade plus. Are you trying to get a grand final ticket? Or no, what, are you, no. what, are you, what are you going for here, mate? What are you trying what, to get a freebie? What has been? What have been some of your your peak moments on a race course uh, as far as you know your personal experiences? Not not so much ownership, but just being there, being amongst the the characters and the personalities, being being front and center in those moments in of history, really WA racing mm. history. What what are some of your favorite memories? I just probably can't go past Arcadia Queen's win in the Kingston Town here. Mm. That was just um, breathtaking, yeah. pretty mind-boggling, really, just to see a horse, young horse like that. We knew she was a star on the rise, but just uh, to uh, beat a weight for age field, experience field like that, under a hole, so so e- so easily, it was uh, phenomenal. And um, I went to uh, the Everest when she raced as well. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time I'd been any races in Sydney, so that was pretty cool. Um, been to a Cox Plate when So You Think won. I can't remember. Might have been his second Cox Plate. And um, Black Caviar won, I think, a sixth start of, of her career that day as well. So that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, saw a Caulfield Cup as well. Um, but th- those two Melbourne trips were just sort of personal trips, I suppose. Not not so much work. Not junkets. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not junkets. No, no, no. Definitely no, not junkets. No. <laughs> Arcadia Queen, the best horse you think you've seen come out of WA? Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would probably just miss the the northerly days, I suppose. Yeah, mm, me too. Um, yeah, it was just a shame. I wish I was sort of in mm. racing around then. But um, yeah, she's she's she was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. What about when Dig Deep won the character? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had Joe, the story. Yeah, that day. I was yeah. going to say that. Yeah. Was, did that win you any awards? No. no. Oh no. shit. Don't- <laughs> That's a bullshit. I think I got the behind us, the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you had the story. Uh, I yep. actually yeah. reckon, I reckon you guys kicked all this is good. This is good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's gone looking for the scrapbook. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, I had, this, had the story yeah, yeah. that day, the day it won this the Caracan. Newspaper, newspaper right there. there is we that right? Yeah, right there. We'll get nice. Jay to sign one. Fair bump, play on. Yeah, everyone, no one can see that good though. This isn't visual. So <laughs> no, no. just opened up a cupboard and showed. Uh, we'll take a Jay photo. We'll take a photo there. of it and put yeah. it up on Twitter. It's about yeah. 15, uh, 15 old copies of the uh, the paper. There was a few around there, different stories and this and that. So mm. yeah, no, that was uh, that was a good day. Very good. Yeah. I, I noticed that the West has been shoving you towards football coverage recently, Jay, especially since COVID kicked in. Don't tell us we're losing you to AFL. Are you are you are you, are you, main, are you maintaining your racing rider status, or are you branching out into some of the other sports? What's, yeah, what's, yeah. The, what's the go? Oh, I, I think I'd always want to hold on to racing for yep. sure. I stay in the racing game. Um, yeah, as last year I had the opportunity to do a little bit of AFL um, around that COVID time. Some people on leave or um, over in the Gold Coast hub um, in quarantine, et cetera, et cetera. So. That was uh that was pretty good, and I've been doing waffle pretty consistently the last two years as well. Um, kept that up up uh, this year as well. So um, you've been covering probably, the waffle this year. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. And it's probably just good for a change, I suppose, in the winter time as well. It's uh, being out at Belmont every Saturday probably can be a bit mundane during the winter months when it's uh, cold and wet, and the the best horses aren't really in, but. Mm. Um, but you know, right now, like I haven't been to Belmont for a, a while, but I'm I'm ready to get back. So I'm sort mm-hmm. of actually excited to get back. So um, 
Yeah, but yeah, I definitely, definitely sort of see myself staying with racing uh, long term. How much do you enjoy posting an article on Twitter and people saying I can't read it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a few people have been blocked over that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's, like, it's like it's your decision for the entirety of the West Australia that there's a paywall. Yeah. I enjoy, every time I read that, I'm thinking, oh, I don't think it's really Jay's fault. I don't, I don't think Jay personally puts that up there and he gets the money for it if you subscribe. So, um, yeah, I always just have a little chuckle to myself when I see those uh, see those little posts go up. But, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I could imagine that would be, uh, yeah. Yeah, I probably used to get under my skin a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, but, um, also, now it's just like, oh, it's just another one. Yeah, yeah. here we go yeah. again. Yeah. Here we yeah. go again. We've seen this one. Very good, Jay. So... What's your racing trivia like? Ooh, my, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I reckon I threw, in, I threw one question in there because I've done half the questions today. I threw one in there which I thought was half geared towards you. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. I like um, that. So would you like to stick around and have a crack at the title? What's the WA Racing Mastermind? Joe? Yeah, if I've got to try to take down the, the great Brad McManus. <laughs> I've had to hear about I, it all week after laughing. He's put up all these prices. Yeah. And they've all started half that on Betfair and now he's a genius because mm, they've yeah. all been beaten because he foresaw the hot rail. He took all our money. Oh, he uh, took all our money. Exactly <laughs> right. I've been hunting around trying to get contestants for the oh, Big Cole wasn't interested. And people, I tell you, Jay is just like Jay's the most courageous of the lot because the rest of them they, they want to wait until Brad gets has his five oh, wins of oh, bounce they, they, how many, how they many have conceded had? to Brad Bear this is incredible stuff so, <laughs> how many is he, uh, how many uh, he he's won two he's won two so yeah, he'll be going for three against uh, so he's Jay Brad every Thursday can we can we knock him off? Yeah. So uh, I'm the underdog. Yeah, I'm claiming underdog status. Well, I reckon everyone's an underdog to Brad. He yeah, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's got the Google in front of him, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, Cheating pretty. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. So before we move, pivot into the mastermind, Jay, thanks for coming on and have a chat. And uh, our listeners got to, got to know you a little bit better. We do see all your stuff in the West Australian. Obviously, you, if you want to uh, read his stuff online, you have to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you've got a couple of gigs. I noticed uh, you're doing some work with uh, doing a segment with, with Bensley on the Bensley show. And, uh, yeah, 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 SCN yep. track. Yep. Yep. Uh, Wednesday and Saturdays with a few tips. And, um, Two from two yesterday? Yeah, that was Bang. good. You would like the good. hot rail when you tip a couple from Barry Lyon. Oh, yes. Thinking, here we go. Very here nice, very go. nice. Yeah. And I think it was at Agent Kensington was about 460 top price, I think. It yeah. Was, yeah. Very yeah, nice. Money, very oh, the money yeah. really flooded in yesterday for yeah. those drawn. Yeah. Um, uh, internally, but um, I was going to actually say if you got anything for today, but by the time this comes out, the races are over. So you got nothing to gain from that. People either go, shit, you did have a winner. Oh, geez, he's got no good. So <laughs> you've, got, you've got nothing to gain from tipping after the, uh, the races will be run. So uh, anything anything you want to spruik and um, and anything we got to look forward to, uh, to moving into the spring as far as the West Australians racing coverage is concerned? Yeah, I'd, we'll, um, we'll be ramping up the coverage, I'm, I'm sure. Um, obviously, the footy sort of. Drops off in the next few weeks once we get through the the historic Optus Stadium Grand Final. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm sure all roads will point to to racing in the Ascot Carnival once once we get that out of the way. Yeah, how good is it? Ascot sort of on the horizon. Mm. You know, it's just yeah. a system. Gives you gives us all that bit of uh, bit of hope, bit of just to keep kicking through these uh, these uh, these sort of lowly meetings. As, I've uh, enjoyed Belmont, but it's now getting to the point where that these rails and these 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 dynamite lanes, they're just not much fun because they're not overly predictable on past patterns yeah. um, at times. So, yeah, it's um, – yeah, besides that, I'm not minding Belmont too much. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few more weeks to go. Only a few more yep. weeks to go. Exactly right. Yep. All right, Chief, 
racing rider of the West Australian, uh, Mini Bob Peters, uh, <laughs> terrific guy, uh, terrific, r- terrific racing guy too. And so we appreciate as fellow lovers of, of the great game, especially Very West Australian so. thoroughbred horse racing, we appreciate everything that you contribute and your participation and, uh, and uh, good luck uh, moving into the new racing season and hopefully a swift return to Ascot. But more importantly, we'll uh, have to get you back in a few moments, have a crack at Bradbet. Rabbit Manor, so I'm sure. New Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind. Let's, let's try to take him down, eh? Yeah, Stick around, Joe. <laughs> okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Farnley Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and we are recording episode 93 of the 1 1 Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is uh, just after 11.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 9th of September. Northern in action this afternoon. Belmont and its Carnarvon Cup Day this Saturday. And don't forget, we are back racing at Historic York on Sunday. Are you looking forward to getting your, getting, sinking your teeth into a bit of York form, Terry? I have missed York. I oh. have missed York. It's one of my uh, absolute favourites. They're 46 pluses, 52 pluses. It gives the opportunities for those type of horses um, who just can't be placed well. Like there might be a class five with a rating of 52 mm-hmm. or something. It's, yeah, it's a real, uh, there it's, what, are some it's, what, really, it's what the rating system should be. Uh, there are some really great over the journey. There have been, I reckon, there've definitely been some of my biggest moves betting wise. I've had countless 20 into $4 pop, like, cause yeah, horses are just um, mismarked. Great place to bet. Great place to bet. Probably won't like it as much on Sunday Arvo though. Okay. So for those of you who missed our full edition, we had Jay, Jay Rooney on from the West Australian. Terrific chat, terrific bloke. And um, in the meantime, we just asked him to step outside in uh, because we're, we're all about fairness and equity. No, I love equity. In here at the uh, – <laughs> equity? That's probably not the right word. Uh, at uh, the 1-1. So we have a uh, very important edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind coming up with Brad McManus going for three straight and Jay Rooney has has, Rooney. Uh, has uh, decided to stick around and have a crack at the title. But uh, in order for um, it to be a level playing field, we had to ask Jay just to remove himself and go sit in his car and await our phone call, Terry. So he's just he's out there waiting at the moment. But I'm um, looking forward to getting stuck into another edition of the Mastermind. Wouldn't Over- mind removing myself from the punt last Saturday, BJ. Blood bar. <laughs> Hey, blood bar. Uh, actually, no, it actually wasn't. It was just more all the all the specials. We have to touch on that, I reckon, just before we get into the preview quickly, because that okay. was um, that was something different, I reckon, from a punning point of view. We we all aligned with horses like La Farola and Campisi and um, Roman and Roman Flirt. I think that was probably the major three. Everyone got General Grant was the one that won. That was probably the one I was least confident of the four mm. about. Um, but I think it's one just by important. a breath too. It's important to note um, and a drifting. Mm. They drifted like the wind. Um, it's important to note that. That fence was just – it was just crazy. Damn, and mate. the smart rides and the well-drawn horses won the races. Um, the ride of the day is Willie Pike on Roy Rogers, Fangio. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but that – yeah. If you settle on the fence and you're all getting off the fence and allowing it through <laughs> on a day where the fence is plus – and this – you might think this is wild. The fence was plus five lengths. Hard on that fence was plus five lengths. Horses were just looming up and peaking. It was um, – what? Oh, what? and then we saw, and then we saw it even worse yesterday at thirteen meters. So it's uh, um, probably gate one won the last four races yesterday. So. Yeah, and it was just some very yeah. It was just a day you wanted to be on the fence and um, and rolling. And um, how would, tell you what, how yesterday would, we, how would Pete McCormick we were, be dealing with these hot rails, cold rails? He'd just be shows. upset that I'm talking about it. I reckon <laughs> more than anything. But shout um, out to Pete. Yeah, no, it was uh, just just uh, a little bit frustrating and. Um, 
Yeah, and it got a bit more frustrating with uh, – I have to tell you the story. So okay. obviously I've had a last two races and we're heading in and I had a good result picture perfect. As I said, I'm going to back the drifter of the, the – happened to be the drifter. So uh, it's, a, it's a theory, always happy to use. But um, it was still a tough day. It wasn't having um, much success. Absolutely did me uh, – did my uh, between the leggers on uh, on those three we just said, but then um, we backed Jericho Missile, which was a hard watch each mm. way. Um, should have at least run a place, I think. But that's that's it, it's not Kira's fault whatsoever. It's just a hard watch in that sense. But um, I actually really butted up hard in the last with the way it was playing on Mystical View at around fifty to one when I got out to fifty to one, and um, yeah, that was uh, that was a difficult uh, difficult watch. I had a fair old crack as well. So um, I sometimes you feel better just letting it out and letting people know and, mm. and having a bit of a whinge. And I feel better for it already. Ready to get ready to go again. So you you weren't thrilled that Luke Fernie sat her up the no, and I you know what he rang me the next day and I said, mate, I'm dirty. You won the last. Mm. I wish you lost the last. So. Um, yeah, that no, was a very uh, good ride from Pike uh, and it was a very good ride from Harvey as well. How was the money, I see red, I see red. Wild stuff, misses the kick and um, I, I thought Ryan Hill had the opportunity to cross with Ambiente. I watched the replay again, he probably didn't, but Charlton Eddie missed the kick as well. And to be honest, there wasn't much other speed in that, no. so there wasn't much no. else that could occur. But, yeah, geez, if Charlton Eddie jumps well, it leads, he probably wins. Um, yeah, if Jericho missed find to go, it probably wins. So, um, but in saying that, with I see red, I see red. Oh, I thought there was a bit in the tank still. Like I, I thought it was a good win. Yeah, but I also think, and Luke's been saying this from the beginning. I think I see red might be a better horse. Um, Is it a leader a with a yeah. bit of cover potentially? Yeah. yeah, I think we we saw it give up the ghost a couple of times last campaign. Um, when ridden with a sit. Uh, might have a little bit more about it and that's the sort of the way he seems to be training and if you watch the way because I think a lot of people probably expected spin the knife to spear out and try and lead and you could tell that Pike and Luke had a mindset of we'll sit here because if there's a bit of speed on and um, and teach him something and yeah that was a, the right move and going forward I think if you want longevity in some of these horses careers jump and run doesn't seem to be um, I think settling a horse can well, test to give them well, longer and more we'll touch on this later in the preview with a horse like this will test you Yes. Uh, jump well, and that's, run. A, that's, that's choiceless. Though, Dynamite jump and that's run. That's choiceless. But uh, it's because it doesn't jump. It well, maybe, maybe. But yeah. but in its trial the other day, it looked like it appreciated the the sit and was able to quicken off a yep. sit. So we'll see. We'll discuss that in time. But we will. just on that Fangio race, mm. incredible stuff. Fall back the fence on a rail hot day, and and noted, and not, it was just so obvious early on how Jamie Nord on Diabli was hell bent on getting off the fence. Uh, leaders back was no apology. Sean McGrady, who was entitled to pop up, pop up. Yeah, the I watched and- that. I thought Sean might have been the error, but then I watched that again, and I was like, "Oh, geez, you can see in his position yeah. why he went." And the who was on Kelly's Callista? Just laid off Vicky, Vicky Corbin. Vicky, yeah, and then Pike's just laughing. Pike just, just laughing because you've almost got a ride that way, and you watch Kira ride Jericho Missile. She just went back to last on the fence, so we're gonna have to ride this for luck. Mm-hmm. And that was the way that you should have been. They almost all should have been riding all day long, he, trying he, to make sustained moves around. You can see what Chrissy Parnell was doing yeah. with Laugh Roll. He thought, let's put this into the race on yeah. the turn. But you don't understand the pad it was running into. Like I am, I'm quite excited about Laugh Roll and Cam Peasy going around again next week or the week after and seeing what sort of prices and races they're in because I don't think they're run, they're runs you put a line through and you say not not again for me. Well, the, th- you know? the same can be said for a lot of horses who were yeah. off rail yesterday and just getting back oh. to just getting back to the wizard William Pike. He he just did it again on that Sumasu yesterday. Yep. He just went back, followed the rail, waited for the gaps, and went bang. And everyone else, you don't was, need a gap for long. No, and he he's just. That's yeah. That's just the way that he gets it done. And again, a lot of the times, 
he capitalizes on other jockeys. Exactly. Um, not, yeah, making mistakes and he cashes in. And, oh, just probably, it's a lack of patience as well, yeah. lack of trust. Um, but but in he's, in a that, he's in a position to do that yep. because he's got runs on the board and he's riding the risk. I still don't horse. think Pikey's the best jockey at uh, maybe not uh, – not picking up patterns. He'll ride into – he, he speaks about it that he rides into the rhythm of the race or into the feel of the race. But sometimes the rail might be off or that could be a colder spot. He'll still look for his runs there and whatnot. Clint Johnson Porter is one of the ones that seems to really pick up on a pattern early and, and ride his horses accordingly to it. Um, but it is interesting and that's such an important skill to figure out on the day and then ride to it on the day. And Like it would be hard in the jockey's room because um, like, obviously you're concentrating every ride individually and you're probably – the races you don't – have rides in yeah it's 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 a very difficult skill on the day to um sort of pick up and, and ride to, to what's occurring but um it's so important at belmont at the moment it's it's wild stuff and moving to three meters on saturday um Especially my we've had, data we've had a bit of rain around as well we've had a bit of rain around my, my data has the last couple of three meter uh pads as being if anything a little off pace so i'm look i'm i'm allowing for early doors i'm just thinking just just fair fair whatever but there's there's heavy rain thursday potentially a little bit on friday saturday you know tiny bits i, I reckon that as this day progresses we're going to want to be coming um off off rail off speed potentially and i've i've sort of navigated the way i've punted that way and there's yeah there's a few i don't mind in the latter couple of races who i hope you can make ground with um otherwise it could be dead money early but um yeah it is more than ever and we love to promote betfair anyway but it is more than ever just a it's the time it's the time to be um to be betting late where, where possible unless you think you're really getting a big price early okay so while we're uh, mentioning betfair and uh, the rest of our sponsors over to you terry Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market city meets. Get out stakes competition and don't forget the champs and challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels. W.A. Racing Mastermind with Jay Rooney taking on Brad McManus. The Brad McManus. Brad the Brad. Jay Rooney. Star-studded lineup this week. Um, Perfect edge. Fair Edge, we are uh, we're on tomorrow. We've got Michael, Jan, Jimmy on the show. Quick chat, notorious one. We'll ask him about Sammer's dat. Um, Massimo, make sure he survived Money the trip matters. to Broome. Yeah, we'll get into all of them. Mm. Just go bang, bang, bang. Um, see where written matter is for Joe. Yeah, I'll get a bit of an very, update. Very important. Um, but yeah, interesting stable to get a hold of, and um, yeah, let's see how far he tells us. Notorious one will. Uh, well, win by. So if it's got the eye of the tiger, for anyone that listened to the last one's show, it was quite funny. He looks in a horse's eye, he reckons you can tell. And then, you know, and he just has a deep stare. It was very funny stuff. I don't know if there's a copy of it still on the SCN app, but that was one of the best interviews I've done, I reckon. That so was Terry Lake, very funny Miles stuff. Fitzner? Fitzner, yes. Yeah. yeah, the all conquering Miles Fitzner. He's everywhere at the moment. He's mm. calling AFL uh, prelims for SCN, and he's a chance. He's coming across next week, actually. And um, there's some type of chance that next Saturday, um, we'll be at the Sporting Globe in Belmont and they're going to run SEN track live from there and I'll be making a few guest appearances before the Belmont races and uh, probably having a few beers in between. So uh, more to come in that sense. And, of course, Terry, we have been discussing discussing on recent editions of the 1-1 a potential tipping competition yes. leading into our 100th episode celebration extravaganza. Mm -hmm. 
Have we done some more research on how this tipping competition yep. is going to go? What can you let the listeners know? A bit of, bit of insight. All right. We're going to start next week. Um, you'll need to to register your interest, first of all. You'll need to uh, follow us on Twitter. We'll chuck something on Twitter in the next couple of days. Um, and then direct message us just with your intent. Just say we'd like to be in the competition, something very simplistic. Um, free competition. Free competition, free. yes, free competition. I'd like to um, I'd like to try and just for my – because I'll be running it just to try and uh, uh, keep it, um, keep it uh, not too uh, too much legwork. We won't try and go too big a number, so it might be a first in, first serve basis, pending how much interest we get. Uh, we'll try some of the big names. We'll, we'll try and get all the lads from the um, from the Rising Star series on. We'll see if Crip wants to be part of it. Um, we'll just try and get. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the a lot of the names involved. How it will work is it's going to very simply be um, a. This is episode ninety three. So it'll be a seven week um, to culminate in episode one hundred. A seven week um, uh, competition where it will very simply be a leaderboard uh, type setup. Every person will have one hundred dollars to bet each week. These bets will be DM'd to the one one pod twitter account um you're allowed a maximum of two bets um each way counts as only one all bets will be decided on uh betfair sp we paid out on betfair sp with no commission just to keep it simple for my uh for my sake um win and place only obviously uh we'll be doing wa racing only um, I think Saturday or Sunday. You think just Saturday, do you? Okay, we'll just roll just Saturday. Um, otherwise, it'd be too easy for me on the um, the Sundays at Cal. <laughs> uh, Seven-week competition. What other notes do I have written down here? Bets must be DM'd. Any scratchings um, once your bet? So we'll need the bets in by uh, Friday midday, okay? Once we post the bets to Twitter, which we're still to figure out the best way to do so, mm -hmm. the bets will come up um, by Saturday morning. Um but if you don't get your bet in on time, it's simply just no bet, bad luck. If your bet is scratched, the money that you invested in that horse, you can't re-bet. Um, it simply just goes to your balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is after three weeks, it's a seven-week comp. Anybody that has not had a collect, they're out. That's a cut, like in a golf sense. We will then cut it by about 50% every two weeks after that. Um, that's sort of – it's going to be a bit free <laughs> in the way we run the competition. It's a free comp in that sense. Um, leaderboard will be posted on Mondays or Tuesdays early in the week um, and you'll be able to see what everybody else has backed as well so you can follow the comp and, um, yeah, it'll basically be the uh, whoever's collected the most at the end is your winner. But you also have to think if you haven't had a collect in three weeks, you're out of the comp so you might need to go for a little cheapy early mm. on just to get on the board or uh, just back a scratch towards maybe. So there's going to be tactics involved. Early, yeah, if you want to stay alive for it, exactly right. I'm expecting someone will land something big early and we'll be chasing something. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, – what, uh, what WA has to offer in the tipping sense. It's, it's flying at the moment. Um, I, I can't remember this many quality tipsters um, in WA racing ever floating okay. about and the consistency they're throwing in. And I, th I know there's quite a lot that probably don't post their stuff and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone coming together and we can crown um, on the 100th edition, mm. the 1-1 uh, the 
Champion tipster. Yeah, champion. We'll have to come up with a catchy We will catchy catchy name. Name. <laughs> As you can tell, we're still uh, we're still ironing a little bit out, but it's we, a very simplistic comp. We, we are freestyling a bit here. Are we? <laughs> <we're freestyling>. That's <laughs> how we roll, though. Who gets yeah. a free comp? That's how we roll. Um, there'll be a good prize for first, Actually, which uh, will include a, uh, a pack from Betfair, um, a ticket to the PRG Christmas party, um, and we'll work something out for second. And did you say well. the PRG Christmas party? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what, 14th of January as well, I think. And, uh, uh, and free entry to Belmont for the rest of the season. And <laughs> also, uh, listeners, jump on Twitter. We'll have more information, T's yes. and C's, before, um, over the next couple of days so that everyone will be across exactly what is required, exactly how the competition is going to run as, as we've I just- want to keep it nice and simple. That's the idea. Simple. Simple uh, kiss. Yes. Keep it simple. Stupid. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I think we'll go in it as well. Yes. We'll have a crack. We have to. Um, geez, wouldn't that be funny if one of us won it? Get a ticket. That might be your only way to get to the party, <laughs> <of> AJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dearie me. But, uh, no, it should be a bit of fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll announce all the prizes and whatnot in coming weeks. But uh, get involved. Bit of banter. And, um we can watch the final. It'd be nice to sort of cut it down to 10 because, as I said, we're going to work on a cut system, yep. um, which I will – once we see how many people are cut after three weeks, we can work on how the cut will work from there. It might just be five people a week or whatnot. Um, but knowing um, that we are going to be doing a catch-up on the 100th episode of Prince of Wales Day, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'd be a nice culmination to, um, to be at the track with a few of the people uh, at the pointy ends of the leaderboard. Excellent, mate. Very good. Let's get cracking on Farley Stakes Day preview, Guru. We've already spoken about some of the challenges that we've uh, we faced recently with uh, our racetracks in Western Australia. Uh, we did have a nice warm day at Belmont yesterday. It was hot rail, as we already already mentioned. But since the conclusion of that meeting, we've had significant rainfall over the over the last overnight, and there has been some falling while we've been recording. So we expect that to sort of dry out and then a bit of drizzle here and there leading into Saturday. But I imagine the track is still going to be rain affected. But um, but as Soft six five yeah six, five six as five Terry, point six as Terry said, that's what uh, weight. Keep your powder dry, and that's what the Betfair Exchange is for, because mm. you can you can hold your fire and uh, and play with a bit more, bit more knowledge and a bit more uh, bit more data heading into uh, heading into the race last few minutes of betting, which is where it all happens on the Betfair Exchange, betfair.com.au. Exactly right. Late season, it's um it's wild some of these patterns that develop. So yeah, don't be afraid unless you really think you're taking a hold of a price early, and that's um that's going to be a peak, or it's it's a horse that perhaps won't be too perturbed either way with how the pattern plays. Um, yeah, it's it's great to hold fire this time of the year. Race one, Glenroy. Chef. <laughs> the gen. Glenroy. Glenroy Chaff play. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to be looking to get off to a flyer race one and uh, hopefully we can take the, um, the the track conditions out of play early. We will get fresh. We'll get a fresh pad to play with. Number seven, Harmika. This thing, yeah. just, this thing. Are we doing, going to do yeah. a yeah. J Dub? <laughs> <laughs> this thing, J Dub. Uh, uh, shout yeah. out to Brittany Taylor who who, who hates this saying, but mm. surely just just wins Harmika. Yep. The last time I heard just wins, it was the one one pod at the um, <laughs> at the uh, awards night. So it is proven that if you say just wins, they don't just win. Um, yeah, Harmika uh, was super strong. It's funny if you if you take finest clobber. 
BJ, the stablemate out of the, oh, um, the exactly. Harmonica Policia race. It's a great. It's sometimes I, I wonder why stables put two runners in when one's going to go around at forty to one and just uh, get in the way of the other or put pressure on the other. And yeah, Harmika would have had the back of Pelissier and would have beaten Pelissier. And um, yeah, all things being equal, Harmika should win this race. Not impossible they lead BJ. Red fifty three obviously led on debut or sat in the breeze, but um, it wasn't super quick. It had to work to get there. So. Um, yeah, I'm expecting more positive tactics from Michelada after a failure. Um, yep. I can't have Michelada. Big betting drift as well and ran accordingly. And um, Marzipan lad will be happy to park on him. K May goes back to last. War Jam isn't quick early. So, yeah, Harmika or Red 53 will lead. And if Harmika doesn't lead, it's not a big deal. It'll just park on him. And, um, yeah, it just holds its form. And it's better than those, I reckon, BJ. Very confident. I'm a dollar ninety, and I could not have got her any longer than that. Harmika, I love the way it leveled out yep. and chased Polizier. Does she have uh, any boxes she doesn't tick? Uh, well, the only box she doesn't tick is that there isn't a TK Layton <laughs> in the ownership. However, yeah, that's a good segue. There is a horse called Leocardo, mm. number six, Luke mm. Fernie, and there is a TK Layton involved. Yeah, I think what, it, what can you tell the listeners about Leocardo? Uh, I much. thought this was a set for the round type yeah, situation. It was. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know a huge about it myself, huge amount about it myself. Uh, cheap purchase and um, there were low noms. So we've, um, yeah, Luke's throwing his hat in the ring, his tail's up after last week, as it should be. And um, now he thinks uh, he's very talented. Um, I won't hide from that. He thinks it's a very talented horse. Um, but to win on debut against a horse like Harmika um, and even a horse that's got race experience like Red 53 or a big finisher like K-May, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's going to need to be very good. So, um yeah, oh, I, can I, I just really add that this this Leocardo setup is everything you hate. Hundred percent it is, yeah. Four hundred meter trial mm -hmm. on a Monday, six day backup, five into day backup, yeah. a into a twelve hundred meter debut. Yeah, on a no, Saturday. I've, I've told Luke I'd prefer to run on a maiden midweek, and yeah, if we think we've got a reasonable one and have a bet or something. But um, no, big, big, I, I'm going to back him in. I've always, I've always said oh, I will tell him hundred percent the truth, and you know that. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth in any situation. Yeah. But um, no, I'll back him in. Um, Let's see how we go. Hopefully we um hopefully we pull off a surprise and get the chockies at a price. I'll be having something on. It'll be anything better there. Okay. Harmika for me. I was super short with my pricing as well. Just ticks all the boxes. Uh love the way she finished off the race over the thousand meters on debut. Has to be suited rising to twelve hundred meters. And for mine, Harmika holds its form, should be too good for these. Our favourite race of the day, Terry, race two is the free entry to Belmont Park made it over the 1,400 metres. Not exactly sure what this is. It's got mate, a bit of everything. Not exactly. Free entry and your maiden. you got the, the lot. Not exactly sure why this maiden is on. We've spoken about this. It's not the worst race. We've spoken probably. about this, Rawa, that we, we were praising Rawa for ha having seen the back of maidens in um, – yeah, apparently it, Justin Friss has got a bit of a campaign to get the maidens <laughs> back in the um, to get the maidens back in. The I've, I've scoured the calendar, right? So all the maidens got replaced with zero metro in last year's races, which we applauded, which is great. I've scoured the calendar. This is the only maiden this in this calendar online. Oh. So I believe that this was simply one maiden that wasn't. That there was an error and it wasn't converted into a zero metro win last year race like it should have been. I think this is this is a mistake, programming mistake where it should have been uh, the the grade of this race should have been trained. But regardless, changed the six maidens today wasn't enough. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, 
Come on. Hopefully this is the, the last time we have to discuss a maiden here on mm. the uh, on the one one W Racing podcast, but don't hold your breath. Anyway, who wins? Um one of these horses. It's actually a good race. Um it's a good maiden good to race. do and it's uh, oh, uh it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's <laughs> like we've changed roles here. Um, good, good race. Look, I think that there's going to be several runs which will be popular. Obviously, Atlantis Beach is coming out of uh, Class 1 where it uh, was really nice on the line versus Trade War. Not a strong Class 1, but this is a maiden. And then went to a 60-plus, had Mickey Blue Eyes on its back, held Mickey Blue Eyes, and I think Mickey's going really nicely, and uh, also came back really hard at um, Absolute, who's obviously a 70-plus horse from Kalgoorlie. So that's the uh, that's the best form in the race, but it's just about what price you're willing to take about a horse that's still got some tricks and needs some time to wind up from barrier four it could end up in a uh it could end up in a sticky spot and i don't think you want um atlanta speed getting clear with 200 to go and making a burst because yeah. i think that won't suit him um all things being equal i think that's the form and he's the one to beat yep um hoover was really impressive to the eye um after not much luck in the run over the 1100 difficult gate for brad um to to navigate this the one thing with hoover and his price is it's probably going to be and i expect hoover to be the really well-backed runner um it tends to be that the more the less fashionable yards your cliff greens maybe your paul roberts they, they tend to drift um that's just the the way of the world um but who while hoover's run was great and we all wanted to be on after that run it was made to look a little bit better by the fact it was at the right track to make ground um the rest of them were stopping um so it was probably embellished a, a tiny bit did, um, a, did a lot wrong too. Like real, and it does a lot hanging, wrong as well. Laying in. It was a tough, tough – Sean McGrady had his hands full with Hoover the other day. So. I initially I looked know. at this race and thought maybe I'll be able to back and save Atlanta Speech Hoover, but these aren't the two horses you want to be going and guts in with a back and save job because they can definitely beat. And 49er and Traded Crown I don't think are as good – but they both get field position, and field position could be pretty important um, against a couple of horses with some tricks. But um, Red Hot Hope's a good one to watch. I think it'll need a run or two, so I'm happy to let Red Hot Hope go around. I was hoping the one that would be missed, and I think on Betfair it might be, is a horse called Ocean Aura. Mm-hmm. Um, super trial. You could tell Troy Turner was a bit surprised on the in the trial in July when it responded like it did, and he tried to take a late hold. Endless Bounty made that form look pretty good around Prince Ragnar, but then you can get a line through Endless Bounty and – Hoover mm-hmm. as well, where Hoover made endless bounty look slow. So, but it might have been a different endless bounty that turned up on both of those days. But um, <clears throat> that that run of Oceanora behind Sparkling Blue and Forty Nine er, it was a superior under Forty Nine er. It was on the cold part of the Belmont surface where not many horses made ground. Um, yeah, it looks like a, another nice type, but again, it's another it's another get back horse. So mm. this market's bang on, BJ. And I spoke about it with Picture Perfect last week. I am very happy um to back a drifter here and and um and let the market tell me what i'm going to back if uh, atlantis beach gets out to 485 bucks it'll probably get me for ocean or gets a 10 plus that'll be me each way perhaps mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, I'm i'm really happy to to back those three in particular um but just around my market which is atlantis beach four hoover four ocean or five dollars fifty so that's how i'm going to play yeah i'm in alignment with you terry the only thing I'd say about Atlantis Beach is two trials and two runs out of its two raid. Trials. It's coming into a maiden. I hope that it hasn't spent all its petrol tickets before it gets into a race it can actually win. Do you know what I mean by that? Off seven days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing I've noticed about Atlantis Beach as well is it doesn't step 
But the next three strides, it catches up very quickly. I think, so it's, from, a, I think it's a nice horse. Yeah, yeah. so from barrier four, well, it, it doesn't – the thing is with a non-step, you think, oh, where's it going to end up? But the thing is either side of um, Atlanta Beach, you've got 49er and um, – who's the other speed horse? Trader Crown. You've got mm-hmm. two of the – better horses are going to race on the speed and they're either side. So he might be able to step and just follow them through and end yeah. up in fourth or fifth year. The, the, he ticks every box. Yeah. The way he's hitting the line over 1,200, he just looks every bit of 1,400-meter-plus horse at the moment. And yeah, I mean, look, all things being equal, I expect him to be very yeah. hard to beat. It's just it's just a trust thing at $3.20 for me. And, yeah, so I got him four bucks, but that's that's probably the peak price I could have him, the longest. Okay. I was a touch longer, but mm-hmm. still had him on top. I think I, I agree with you. I think he might push out. 450 plus, mm-hmm. Betfair. Uh, Atlanta Beach for me. The only concern I have is whether, as I said, two trials, two races in, is he, is, he, is it about time that he falls off the, the cliff being an inexperienced horse? But providing Cliffy Green, I, pardon the pun, providing Cliffy, the, Cliffy Green has this horse holding form, Atlanta Beach should win. I actually trust Cliff in yep. that sense as well. Well, um, I mean, he, he gets his horses go, to sustain yeah. long preps, doesn't he? Yeah, so. he certainly does. He doesn't over race them. Yep. Um, like, I know a horse like Maserati hasn't had a spell since the war, but Recharger. I think he just gets that. He mm. just understands each individual horse, and then some of them are, you know, come in for a couple of runs and off they go again. So, um, yeah, good maiden. But again, I'm, um, yeah, I, I push for a tip, it would be Atlantis Beach. Um, but I'm going to be um, playing Betfair. My, my guess is I'll end up – my guess is Ocean Aura will be the one that gets out to my price um, and I'll end up on it. But um, I am hoping that Atlantis Beach um, is a bit of a wobbler in the market. I do think Hoover will be well-backed. Yeah. So yeah. that might give us some vacuum to back the others. Okay. Atlantis Beach for me, Hoover and Ocean Aura agree with Terry. They are the two major dangers, but I think Atlantis Beach is the way to go in race two of the day. Uh, race number three, the Amelia Park handicap, uh, 72 plus being uh, downgraded to a 67 plus. Mm. Um, small fields, most people will narrow it down uh, between Polissier and this will test you. Um, look, I think this will test you. It will be the most popular of the two runners, but um uh, Polissier brings in the early season three-year-old form. We saw spin the knife beat the older horses last week, so that um, definitely uh, definitely will add up. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised they haven't tackled the race earlier in the day with Polissier, but they mm. obviously want to stick to the 1,000 metres, I'd say, against that um, for the filly. But, um, yeah, look, I I think uh, she'll lead. Uh, Lactar will come across with Starfield Impact in the Breeze, yep. and this will test her, should muster up and land on whichever back he chooses, she chooses, sorry. Um, and should be going past them. I think that form is superior to Polissier's. But in saying that, I don't have much interest at $2.10 to get involved with a horse with tricks, you know. So $2.50 was my bet price. I knew I was never going to see that. And I, and you know what? I was okay with that. Yeah, don't touch the fire with this will test you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as you want to. Everyone uh, offered $35,000 uh, for 5%. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I remember that. Thanks, Nigel. <laughs> Nigel Wright did you a favour there. Yeah, um, no, look, this will test you. Obviously, hasn't lived up to the height, which everyone, everyone experienced after she went bang, bang, win her first two starts in a race. However, her form last prep was pretty good. Ran into Pans Down, near Rodeo, Miss Kentucky. Was the, and, and actually showed a bit more versatility in her racing. Um, she has to, I think. She didn't have a, Yeah, didn't have a lot of luck a, a couple of times, but held her own. And I, th- I feel as though that form's pretty strong when you when you look at the, this this lineup. Polizia, obviously the 
for mine, the only horse that can that can knock her off. Although I do have a bit of a soft spot for Starfield Impact, and Starfield yeah. Impact was never on the track the other day. It was four. How wide. good was Starfield Impact yeah. the other day? It was entitled like, to on the cold pad as well. It was entitled to run last, like beaten ten lengths. Discussing that off air. That um, look, while I expect Policia, this will test you to probably run a clear one yeah. too. Starfield Impact, I think, is about four fifty to run top two at the moment. I think it's going to run third, so it's probably a losing bet. But I, I don't think. Four dollars fifty is the right price. I think mm. it's just more of a three dollar pop to run top two, but um, yeah, it's um, it's not a race I'm overly enthused about. BJ. This will test you a slow away in a hot trial at Lark Hill on Monday. Second, dig deep. Third, vital silver. Is that right? Is that the trial? Uh, yes. Yes. So this will test you. Missed the kick, but William Pike just asked her to to move up into position. She travelled strongly at a handful of horse. Then when he let her go, he only just gave her a squeeze and she bounded clear. One by over three lengths in 55.78, which is sharp at, at Lark Hill. So How good from a half fit dig deep, though. Tell you what. We were, just are we, getting we were expecting. I booked flights after I watched it. Yeah. Done. Hannes. Accommodation, flights. I'm there. Hannes. Need a replacement for me in a few weeks' time. All right. SOS. Yeah. SOS. Yeah. SOS. Uh, this will test the way that she won that trial suggests that Adam Durant has her in tip top condition. William Pike just sort of turned the reins and she cut loose there. Again, she can she can she can miss a start here and it not be a huge deal for her. The worry, um, the worry if she does miss a start badly and um, she ends up behind false statement and night voyage yeah, and Pelissier gives a bit of a kick in front. So yeah, yeah there's just permutations where yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't have that much hair as it is, so I don't know if I need to be taking the two bucks about this will test you this, <laughs> at this stage of my life. I agree. So this will, this will test you for mine. I had her flat even money. She she should win. Police, yeah, taking on the older horses is going to get the lead. Uh, the, the weather leaders will be advantage on this rail and with this weather and with these conditions will remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. But uh, Over the shorter course, it's probably be, not yeah, as prevalent. Exactly. So she's a sharp little filly in her own right, gets that two and a half kilos for the three-old allowance as well, which could come in handy if it gets tight late. Starfield impact number two could be the blowout. Yep. I'm 205. This will test you 315 plus year. So... It's just no bet for me, but um, I, I must admit, I really am looking forward to watching that race because that should be uh, quite intriguing. Race four, Tab Touch, Westfleet Platinum Handicap, 1,400 metres, and uh, there was a lot, a lot of money for a horse by the name of Ginger Flyer. First up, midweek, uh, that was on the 1st of September. Mm -hmm. Led them up, found the rail in front in front with Lactar Ramoli in the saddle and got gunned down late by smashing now I imagine most people will be uh, will be pretty keen to follow their money here with Ginger Fly, who looks again, once again, to land in front. This time to be ridden by Chris Parnham. Yeah, interesting. It's this is one of those situations where Chrissy Parnham going on any horse you're usually pretty happy, but this is one of those situations where, you, as a punter, I wouldn't be jumping out of my skin to lose the few kilo claim for a horse that can get to the front roll along. Um, it's usually nice to claim on those type of horses. Um, but in saying that, looks a nice map. BJ, did you have mm. Gingerfly leading, Just Handy Breeze, and then the two horses directly behind them? You're probably talking Cocky Dodd and LD La. Correct. What are they? They're blockers. Roadblocks, yeah. They're blockers, aren't they? So, yeah. look, you got a couple of, um, yeah, a couple of slowish ones behind you. Beat the Bell, who looks the biggest danger on paper, alongside maybe Sniffy Miss are going to be back last. Um, so they're going to have to circle the field. Um, maybe we'll get a track which allows for that. Mm -hmm. But in saying that, you're going to need a card up. I mean, where's the card up from as well? So, look, it, it does, it does on paper look like it should be a race dominated from the front. Um, I can't have Speedy Miss off the multiple scratchings. That's just a too much of a worry. Love the love the Lactar appointment. This horse has been crying out for. Um, that like a for a lactar type of you know. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. Look, I'm 
I'm going to, again, I'm going to wait for Betfair when I back this horse. I'm expecting I'll see $9 plus each way. Um, but I have some, um, and I know BJ just, this is why he turns up every week for my stats. <laughs> he loves this stuff. Just handy, right? It's last two wins. It's like Starlift, Scorpion, Storms. They both went on to win their next start. It's pretty odd. It's not the greatest form in the world. I went back and watched all of Just Handy's runs. Now, so Just Handy has settled first or second six times its career, okay, first or second. Um, it's won three of those. Um, it's run second. Um, that was second to Queen Brown when Queen Brown was in form and it was really strong form. It ran third. Um, that was to She's Got You and Island Charm. If you watch that race, it was gone and just came back at him and it was sort of in front past the post again. Uh, he just looks a real fighter. Like he just, this is your Matty Prittis type yeah. horse. You know, whatever level he plays on, that's he gets his 32 touches, you know, lazy seven tackles. I'm sure Just Handy had a pretty strong two-year-old It did. Yeah, days. 100% yeah. it did. I, I think it's, his figures aren't, her figures, sorry, aren't all that crash hot. So I'm not taking the 650 just yet. I think we'll get better late. Just hold, um, just hold. But I, I think if, if you get the roadblocks behind you and, and Ginger Flyer and Just Handy get into a little battle royale, Just Handy knows how to win and she doesn't <laughs> mind being in a fight. And I reckon she can perhaps elevate, especially with the rain around. If that rail is a little bit dodgy, being in the breeze might be beneficial to being um, on the pegs. So, look, I'm I'm – it's six fifty at the moment, and I think I'm five. I am five dollars fifty. So it's no way um, a, a bet at this stage of proceedings, or a bet of note at this stage of proceedings for me. But I think it'll be the drifter. I think there'll be good ginger fly money. I think beat the bell will be supported, um, and I think just handy um, if we can get sort of nines and two fifty late on Betfair. I know I'm asking for a price which might not ever eventuate, but I think it will. Um, yeah, I think it's the way we can go, and 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 just go with a bit of a point of difference runner. Um, yeah, in just handy. But how's that? Six starts, leading or breezing for three. The, and the other one, so three wins, one second, Queen Brown. Third to She's God to You and Island Charm, and that was a three-way photo. Um, the, that was other, the other one was an abject failure. That was bumpery. It was. And watch the replay she, and watch how she comes back at him. She's a genuine fighter. Yeah, like, she's a genuine fighter. So, um, yeah, She's God to You, Ryan Hill half sort of thought he was home and um, he was home. He knew, but... Um, yeah, just uh, like backing a, a little bit of a fighter uh, for Bobby McPherson. She likes the wet as well and a little bit of rain around um, should mean she's on a soft five, soft six. What price do you have Ginger Flyer? What's your Three pump, bucks. Pump price. Okay. Three bucks yeah. was my – and that, and that um, to be honest, not really a punt price. Yeah. But I, I have her a flat $3, um, notations heavily backed, expecting she'll start shorter. Yep. $5.50 beat the bell, $5.50 just handy. $8 snippy miss and I'm high teen speedy miss just because of um, just because of all the setbacks. I tend to give them a real um, – um, yeah, yeah, a real whack in okay. my market. So, yeah, I am ginger flyer on top. Fit up, second up, Harden with that run under her belt, ginger flyer. Her belt, yes, her belt, ginger flyer. Uh, I tend to agree with you in regards to that. Lactar's claim would have sort of tipped. Ginger flyer over over the edge a little bit here, but hard to hard to knock a bow. Hard, it's anyone's claim, really. Yeah, hard to knock the the um, the booking of the mm. champion champion last season's champion jockey Chris Parnham. But I was two seventy ginger flyer. I just thought they yeah. got got the map uh, had the has the race in its keeping. Just to, just whether it turns up at its peak or not, I think it will be the difference. So to me, ginger flyer looks to have this race um, set up, for, especially with for mine the hardest to beat being beat the bell is going to navigate away either through or around from getting back for Kirill. But beat the bell has come back in really really ripping form. Uh, one first up was a big run in the bright behind Brave Dream ran fourth. Closing splits were excellent. So 
if Beat the Bell is within striking distance, she can really make things interesting late. So they were the two horses that I was really focused on here. Tells you a bit about the race when Audi Lars, $9.50. I know the wizard's gone on, but yeah. um, that was probably our first indication seven days ago how good the rail was when it didn't um, wasn't beaten 40 lengths and yeah. it, uh, it finished off um, reasonably on that fence. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always um, yeah, an indication. You can sometimes look at those horses around that pricing, okay, blue horse, geez, it's going – Pretty ordinary after its win three back, and it's it's ten bucks. So it's a yeah thin old race, and I'm expecting Ginger Flyer to be heavily supported. So if you are a Ginger oh, yeah. Flyer supporter, I reckon you've probably got to go early. I um, I agree with that. But yeah, I'm um, I'm going to hold. It's a day where I'm going to hold, and I hate holding. Do you know there is nothing worse? There is nothing worse. Say I'm holding with this particular horse, and then you get to bet fair on the day, and it's four dollars seventy, and you go, well, I just have to watch it go around. You get itchy, don't you? Oh, I do itchy get itchy. trigger finger. Oh, I do get itchy. Yeah. Uh, now. Jay Rooney, speaking of holding, Rooney. We've, kept, we've kept him on hold for mm. all this time. How about we uh, we put him out of his misery and get this mastermind up and running? What do you think? Let's do it. It's time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, I think we're going to be up there in a couple of weeks mm. on Butchie's Big Deck. So we'll go check it out. If you do get a chance, drop in. next week. Drop in, yeah. Next week? Yeah, I reckon. Okay. Drop in, catch up with the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say day. Make sure you let him know that you listen to the 1-1 and uh, they'll roll out the red carpet for you up at the Mundaring. That is for sure. Now, last week, Brad McManus managed to get over the line late against a brave Brennan Fiennes. That was a good contest, wasn't it, Guru? 3-2, I believe the scorecard was. <laughs> I reckon he knew what he was doing. I think he had a bit of horse still underneath him, yeah. Brad McManus. Okay, so he's uh, he's that's that's two wins on the bounce for the mastermind Brad McManus. However, today he is facing off against our guest Jay Rooney. Jay Rooney, are you there? For sure, BJ, I'm ready. Should we tell the listeners what we've done? So, so Jay just sat in. <laughs> Jay sat in on an interview, which was great, and then we've kicked him out to the car so that we could uh, maintain a level of fairness, and equity, and integrity. Just so when, Brad can't win. Yeah. So when it comes to the Mundaring Hotel Racing Mastermind, so Jay's been a good sport. He's he's headed out to his car. He's on his mobile phone, and uh, and uh, there's no advantages here, Terry. This isn't a handicap system. This is this way for age. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Jay is uh, obviously. As, as those that listen to Jay's interview, he's been writing about West Australian thoroughbred racing for 12 or 13 years, so he should have a, a wealth of knowledge when oh, it comes to Put some pressure trim. on him, yeah. Jay. And uh, I think he's a worthy challenger here for the man, Brad Bet, Brad McManus. Brad, the WA Racing Mastermind, how, uh, how has that title been sitting with you the last couple of weeks? I've got, I've got the sense of impending doom, which is getting worse now that I know that you've just handed Jay the A-set before he's headed out to the vehicle. <laughs> How was uh, how was the markets this morning, Brad? Did you get much uh, much action from the locals? Uh, very very quiet. I think people are a bit concerned about maybe maybe the weather and maybe just see what the track's doing. But um, who knows how much rain we're going to get? And yeah, it's um, everyone very quiet. It's, it might be one of those days where everyone's just keeping their powder dry till uh, till the race. Did you uh, you had a fill last week? Obviously, with everyone jumping into the laugh for rollers and campeses and Roman flirts, you could you could almost say that you knew. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you get a bit of luck. Um, there's some um, mm, bit of luck, bit of luck. Nice, um, nice I see Red little, got a bit of luck too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice little, uh, nice little bonus for Brad Bet last week, wasn't it? 
a couple of those uh, yeah. heavily commissioned runners getting rolled. And I see Red did get a bit of luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. first race that's been run on a sea. What's that? that one? No, it's just a joke about it being a big race. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, right. let's get into it. <laughs> so, and didn't you want to give Brad a pump up? Hey, well, we already you done that. What? No, I was just impressed to see a Konami Cup market up at 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning. I've no idea on its accuracy because I, I've only looked at the field and yeah, just. Just to go up first for a Carnarvon Cup is just, it's difficult. <laughs> it would be an understatement. It would be difficult. It's so, elite. Uh, it's elite. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive stuff. It, it's very impressive stuff. So I look forward to doing the form this afternoon and uh, trying to have a bet with him. So Brad is out to make it a three-peat of Masterminds. Jay Rooney is uh, the man who's going to try to uh, end his winning streak here. So Jay and Brad, you guys both know how, how this competition works. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Okay. Challenger, are you ready? That's yep, you. let's go. Mastermind, are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Question one. Who rode neurological to win the 2019 Farley Stakes? Brad. Brad. Jaden Norton. I feel like we've had a variation of that question several times. Uh, yeah, similar. Brad, one, J, zero. Now, this is. Do this you want is, me to read this one? This, yeah, the, you, no, yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. first. This is, this is some of Terry's finest work here, guys. So I'll let, I'll let the guru, Terry, read out this question. Question number two. All right. So this is a name, this horse. So what I'm going to go, do, go, do is give you one clue at a time. Um, once you buzz in, you have to have a crack straight away. The other person can hear the rest of the uh, the rest of the clues. All right. So this horse is more than likely retired. It's now a ten year old uh, whose most recent outing was fifth in last year's Kalgoorlie t- uh, Cup. Can't talk today. Uh, it ran second. He ran second in last year's Carnarvon Cup. He also has a second in a Broom Cup, a Coolgardie Cup, a Kalgoorlie Cup, and an Inglis Cup in Caulfield uh, to go with his one Kimberley Cup success. He was initially trained by Neville Parnham when moving to W. Jay. Jay. Laurie Lenz. That was like a. I like uh, that one. Yeah, who am I? Yeah, well, it was a who am I. The ne- right. next two ones were would be described as a bold front running type. <laughs> and then it was. Uh, moved onto the yard of Sean and Jake Casey for the second part of his WA career. And that was it. Should we have a who am I every, every week? week? Yeah, I'm happy with that. I, think I quite might. enjoyed doing that as well. So. Brad won, Jay won. Okay, we've got a contest. Question number three. Notorious One has won seven of 13 career starts. Favourite for the Farley Stakes mm. this Saturday. Push it in. How many of those was Clint Johnston-Porter on board for? Jay. Jay. Three from three for the uh, CJP. <laughs> <laughs> He's even given us some rhymes. Three uh, from three for the CJP. He could okay. be in trouble here, Bradley. All right. Next question. Vital Silver made a return to trials on Monday. Uh, as did uh, Dig Deep, by the way. Um, <laughs> name the two Group 1 races, Vital Silver. Jay. Jay. Manicato Stakes and Winterbottom Stakes. Oh! oh! Yeah! Jeez, that was impressive. That was good. That was, uh, I didn't see that coming. I must admit I, I had Brad a short price favourite. Congratulations. Jay Rooney, you are the new WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations, mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, Took a big effort to take down Brad, but we, we got there. We got there just on the line. 
There's Bob on the line. You've won going away from him. I, I think Brad, Brad hasn't even got out of the gates yet. I didn't even, didn't even get to go to my next question, which I was quite excited about. It was who's been retired more times, Trap for Fools or John Farnham? <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's that was my highlight. But uh, no, well done, uh, well done, Jay. That was highly impressive. And uh, Brad, I guess he was just tired from a long, a long night of dirt form. Perhaps yeah, a little bit yeah. slow on the buzzer. The, the Carnarvon Cup. Yeah, gets took, took the uh, took the edge off him. Brad McManus. Oh, uh, no chance with any. I oh, was no chance with uh, any of those. Well, two of those anyway. So wasn't wasn't your wheelhouse? Done, Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Congratulations! Thanks for being a good sport, Brad, and giving up your time on a Thursday to join us here at the at uh, the one one. You've been a worthy mastermind. A couple of vouchers. There, there's a new kid. Yes, yeah, a couple of vouchers uh, on the way. Should have one already. One should be on the way. And uh, obviously, we'll catch up with Brad, no doubt, at some stage in the future, perhaps over the Kalgoorlie round. He might be able to make a cameo on the mm. one one. But we'll discuss that in uh, in time. Uh, but there's a new kid in town, and his name is Jay Rooney, and he is now the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Jay, thanks again for. Uh, for everything that you've uh, contributed to the one one today, will you be available to come back and defend your title next Thursday? Yeah, for sure. Why not? Very good, Jay. He's the mastermind. Brad, condolences, but uh, yeah, that is the uh, Mundaring Hotel mastermind for this week. Done, run and done. Thanks, lads. How's that, eh? Brad Bet gone. Jay Rooney in. He is the new WA Racing mastermind, Terry. Brad Betts, uh, yeah, thing of the past. He's um, dead in the water, out, uh, kaput. Um, he's gone. That was uh, impressive. I say this every time someone wins. I'm like, how do we beat him? Mm. Jay was, uh, yeah, he's a wealth of, uh, of knowledge. Very quick as well. Um, but you like the um, – He was decisive. Who, yeah. He was. You like yeah. the who am I? I think – I'll do that every actually, week. Actually, I think the first question – of every mastermind who am I? moving forward has to be who am I? Yeah, either yeah. a horse, jockey, trainer, someone in the racing industry or Punt, something in the punter. racing industry. Punter. <laughs> yeah, it can be whatever. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to roll it every single week. It's going to be a who am I? Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. I think you start. The glory land, because I, I was looking at past Carnarvon Cup results. So yeah. That's sort of glory land. And, um, interesting career, glory land. Like amazing all those seconds. Did you never win a broom cup? No, I won a Kimberley Cup. Second never won a broom, broom cup, cup. Cal Cup. Um, yeah, just. You sure I never won a broom cup? Uh, no, Kimberley Cup, ran second in a broom cup. Um, yeah, Gloryland, what a horse. Tell you what, Gloryland wouldn't tell many lies, would it? Good horse. Just honest. <laughs> yeah, just honest. Have you seen its nose? And bold. Have you seen its nose? Definitely bold. <laughs> it's tiny. It's not Pinocchio. Uh, race number five, the Ascend Sales Trophies Handicap. For all your trophies needs, go to Mecca Sportswear. We don't want to be going to Ascend Sales. <laughs> um, I think Chief's doing that. I think Chief's doing the uh, the trophies these days in June. Like, what a sport. Very uh, sportswear. Hang on. Back on Gloryland. Mm. He won the 2017 Broom Cup. I've just Googled it. I've Googled it. Oh, I've cooked this. I said that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I think you did. But I didn't. I definitely positive. did. Positive. Like, yeah. Did he? Yeah, he won. Yeah. Oh, geez. I should knew I should spend more time done doing this. Um, anyway, well, Brad, Brad will fire Who am He'll fire in protest, no? Yeah. Who am I? I get every question wrong. Um, okay. Well, there you go. Perth Stewards. Yeah. Yeah, that was something to say about that. <laughs> okay, race number five. BJ, this is all yours. This is this is dogs. You better when Bell goes around dollar sixty today. Um, oh, yes, been, one of the lads told me that Adam McGrath's made his best of the day. He's value better the day at a dollar sixty. So um yeah, good luck. It should be absolutely bolting in at Northern today, but um G's better when Bell 
Would uh, would Louis the Luch would he go bang bang Thursday Saturday with better one? Oh maybe better one better one. Well. Yeah, she's if she pulls up, I think why not? Um, but. Yeah, better on Bell, hey? Jeez. This is going to be, by this stage of the day, race five, we will we'll know. We will know. Yeah. We will know. They will know. We will know. We will know. Everyone will know. As long as you're paying attention, of course. Yeah. Um, but Not focusing on Carnarvon too heavily. <laughs> we will know what's happening track-wise. Mm. So this is, where the, this is where the referendum between the get back Fancy divine so beast referendum, or the or the on paces like type one and cut magic. This is by this stage of the day you'll know who's suited and who is not. So so again, this is the beauty of betfair when you uh, when you when you play late, you've got more information that you can take into your decision making process. So for mine, when I did the leg up last night, I just I was my I was drawn to divine beast. I thought this horse would run a really good race behind um, in that Sir Snugglot race. Uh, two weekends ago. That'll be a good form reference going forward, I reckon. Got back, uh, sizzled late, fastest splits of the day. Is going to get back again. Chris Parnham retains the ride. That was on a good four, though, and its previous Kalgoorlie runs were solid on good tracks as well. I wonder whether Divine Beast is inferior on the rain affected, but we'll, although it has one on a soft before, but we'll see whether Divine Beast can let down and be as explosive on, on that type of going. But get ridden quiet for Chris Parnham if it can pierce its way through the field like it did the other day. Dan or Ben or Cole? Pierce. Pierce, Pierce, Pierce yes, yes. Actually, Cole Pierce. <laughs> no, he didn't want a bar. He didn't want a bar tell, tell mastermind. The, I just tell said, the listeners. I said, you're up. And he said, you're going to have to look elsewhere. He didn't just, want- Just no, go put Dusty for the fend off out and Brad Bet see you later. scared off the opposition, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah if Brad Bet scared him off, no, we're not going to get anyone to take on Jay Rooney. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. No one's going to want the gigs to take so you on Rooney. You threw down. <laughs> you threw down. That's a Man United. Yeah, the Man United. Okay. You, uh, you, uh, we threw, threw down, down the challenge. Yeah, to Cole Pierce, and yeah. he uh, straight battered us. He told me to go and basically try and get stuff. Basically, yeah, okay. I'm interested. So, fair enough. Divine Beast gets back, runs on, has to give this a mighty shake. But will she be giving Type One and Come Magic? Too big a head start. You know, racing three. Um, is, it, is it a racing three? I don't know. Are they just, are they really just, I think this is a real ordinary bunch. Do we well, need to just look outside the set? I've got Come Magic favourite. I think Come Magic will probably win, but second up from 600 million day spell. Um, bit of speed in this too. It'll be interesting to see. Don's legacy wasn't wearing the blinkers in its trial. Remember it beat nearly beat Resort Man last campaign. How did that form go here? Has Don's been a good horse to you over the journey? Pretty ah, sure. yeah, has been. Yeah, his Don yeah. is good. Yeah, um, but I don't think his Don is. I don't think Don will be good on Saturday. Um, Vicky Corva goes on. Uh, there was very little between the runs. Can we skip? Can we skip this race? Yeah, I'm. I basically <laughs> when I did my form. Go back and have a look at the runs. Of sorry, her. sorry. Uh, Owners, trainers, jockeys, competitors, but this race is uh, yeah. Go back and have a look at the runs of Horizon and Divine Beast last yeah. start, and Divine Beast is probably a slightly better run. There wasn't much in it, and you get the senior going on. Um, yeah, the twenty six bucks versus three fifty. I'm not backing. I'm just more just talking out loud. I think. Um, Can yeah. you? Back- I think my Blue Boy is the one. I've yeah. got my Blue Boy ten bucks. Surprise at twenty one. But the thing is, I don't think it can win. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah. Will you be taking? Any of the come magic price with the two dollars in front? No, of No, because it's um no, I was two eighty five come magic. Really, I was like, but I said bet price. I wanted near four, which I knew yeah. I was never going to see it because I think I didn't want to be on. So and I don't want to back a horse from last over a thousand like divine beast at three dollars forty. So do you think um, Pike chose come magic over type one? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's the one I would have gone for. I think 
Come Magic got a got the right spot and everything. Um, World Chino form. Yeah, the World Chino. That's, that's a query. The World Chino form because that's out three deep that day. And the third horse, I think, was better on Bell, who was a long way off him. So it's not. Yeah, you look at the rest of the form from that race, and it's a bit of a query. Uh, requisition never finds its best. I didn't. I thought type one has got a bit of. Pro- yeah, I, yeah. I thought yeah. type one might. Be a bit better than the company. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we, we will see. We'll we? see. That's what it's all about. It's all about seeing. So middle of the track's playing nicely. I Yeah, there's probably worse bets than having something each way on my blue boy. It doesn't mind a bit of slop as well. So if you wake up to a soft six and a cold rail, I tell you what, I reckon we can have a little a little speckety doodah on my blue boy at the 20 bucks. Could be mad. Um, could be. Yeah, I think there's a few mads on this uh, on this program. Tipping-wise, Divine Beast, uh, I was hoping for $4 minimum. Three fifty at the moment. So. Yeah, I I refuse to tip. Refuse? Yep. Okay. But Terry's making a statement. Making a statement. I reckon uh, after the prelim final, I might be making a, sta- a statement at the Crown Towers handicap uh, race number six. Nice. Um, no, I'm not staying at the Crown Towers. I just I don't know why I said that. It's unnecessary, really. But you, uh, you you'll, you'll be at the Crown later, surely. Oh, you'll be in the, you'll be a in chance. Head to the prelim. Um, head to the Bosch the Mighty D's. I'm a D supporter for the final series. Okay. Yeah, just decided. One of my good mates a D supporter. And uh, Who's that? Uh, Troy. I don't know if you've met Troy. I've met Troy. Yeah, you've met Troy. It's um, Troy's last name. Give him a shout out. McGrath. Ooh-ah. Yeah. Yeah, ooh-ah. Troy McGrath. Bowls wheels. Uh, he doesn't actually bowls at rat's pace, but that's okay. <laughs> um, interesting race here. Race I'll number go, six. Ross Starling, handicapper for Rawa, mm-hmm. um, former work colleague. He is a mad Melbourne Demon supporter. He was a dictator of Italy too, wasn't he? Yeah, who's that? Stalin. No, Stalin. Was he? Russia. Russia. Russia, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> I never did history at school. Did geography. You were thinking of Mussolini. Yeah, anyway, I was. I was thinking of um, Yeah. Ross Starling's all families, uh, families, mm. all mad West Coast Eagles supporters. But Ross had a liking for a player by the name of Stephen Tingay mm. back in the day, and he got drawn to Stephen Tingay, became a bo- uh, a Melbourne supporter. So he sat by and watched uh, his family celebrate four premierships as Eagles supporters, and he's uh, he's been waiting. Patiently for Melbourne to, wow. to to get it could be their year. So Roscoe, um, I'm with Terry. I'm a Melbourne supporter this this uh, finals campaign as well. So thinking of you, mate. Good luck. Ross sounds like an interesting fellow, Stephen Tingo. Yeah, okay. there we go. Where are we? You know, Ross. I, I think his mum told me that story. So okay. there you go. Oh yeah. Was either him or was it him or Gary Moorcroft or something? Oh, what did he narrow Schwartz. down to those two? Schwartz, David yeah, Schwartz. Yeah, no, I was just thinking of other entertaining footballs around the period. So. <laughs> Um, by race six, we're going to get a good uh, good feel for Patton um, in the Crown Towers handicap over the sixteen hundred meters. Yeah. What do you what do you have down as the um, as a speed map here, BJ? Um, Recharges up to the mile. Winkers are off. I don't think they'll be um, gung ho. Well, they weren't gung ho the other. They could have led the other yeah. day, and they've ended up handed, I think handing might, up and breezing. I think so. they might sail across. Like, whew. yep. Um, do you think there's a chance we'll see Pikey kick up and try and lead him with a horse that he described as relatively headstrong? Yeah. Rather than park in on a leader's back? Well, um, the thing that I was noticeable about recharge, the, the, the lead was there for the taking um, last start, mm-hmm. last Saturday, and Stevie was happy for OBH to come from a length and a half back, go around it, and then park outside OBH. So yep. for mine, they recha- prefer to. For mine, re- bunny. Yeah, for mine, recharges should be rallying in front, but I get the impression they've got a plan in their minds that, that he needs um, he needs to be outside the leader. Yep. 
And but, especially up to the mile, they yeah. want to do it really calmly. But he might just end up in front. He might end up in front choices, by the fault. It's only um, – this is really a race with an amazing amount of horses that won't go forward without doubt. Giant Leap, Ukbar, Ted. General Grant doesn't have much speed. I think they'd be willing to if yep. it jumped well. Um, yeah, Shorty McGrady, McGrady would pretty, he wouldn't mind pushing forward with that General yeah, Grant. Yeah, no. so he could even if Free Charge Lead ends up in the breeze. or it's That's the only other horse. But the rest of them are really – Sitting sprinters. Yep. So um, this should be a pretty quietly run race. And if Pikey, yeah, can find the top with Carrigini Aurora, I suspect um, be a hard, she'll be hard to beat. She, I actually marked her favourite here. I'm a bit concerned about the inside pattern. Only a slight favourite. She's not my bet, the current price. Um, but I just, I think that win against Call Again, who came out to win well, and then the third placing behind Brave Dream Red Hot Tip, I think that's the best form line mm-hmm. potentially from this race. Um, look, I'm, I'm just naturally going to take a look. I think Giant Leap starts under every start. Like Giant Leap deserves to be probably favourite or equal favourite, and that's fair enough. But what are we talking at the moment, Burn? Burn? 250. Burn. Two, yeah, 250. Yeah, 245. Must say that is the first so, time I've ever been Burn. called Burn. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Burn. Seriously, you, <laughs> you just turned 87. Um, yeah, so Giant Leap is always under the odds. So I'm happy to look around Giant yeah. Leap just for that reason. Yeah. Um, definitely under the odds, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think the rest of these are pretty ordinary besides that. Megadon is a horse that will improve with a quieter ride, but it's – it's just a battler. I really like Clint Johnston Porter going on. Um, Recharger, I don't think will be able to run a race at a mile. The Catratcher, not for me. Alma Halo, definitely not for me. General Grant fell in last start off the seven days. That win, look, it was an ordinary form, form reference with um, Stafford's lad running second. But the middle of that track, it was the only horse that won off the fence just about, wasn't it? Tricks. Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. Mm-hmm. You realize how good that win is. Mm. He's literally getting the hot, right? hot pad. Um, so for those... Playing along at home. Our, oh, it's actually a bit of a one-one mascot, Spotty. He always loves coming over and having a drink from his bowl while we're recording. Doesn't he drinks. He? he drinks twice a day, and he drinks for about a minute and a half every time. Um, so, long story short, is uh, Ukbar Ted's not going well enough. Loses the claim. Big weight. I'm taking it on. So yeah. I'm just happy to take most of these on. Um, Glamour Pact is is the one that I've I've come to with a really. A real high degree of confidence, actually, BJ. I'm, I'm pretty happy with the ten bucks each way or nine fifty each way across the board. Um, Glamour Pact's campaign has been building really, really nicely. And if we just focus in on the last three runs, um, super effort behind Notorious One on the seventh of August. Uh, I don't think there was a huge amount between the last couple of hundred meters of it and Giant Leap. Mm-hmm. Um, it was forced a long way back. It's then drawn two wide gates. Um, got back to both times being forced to snag. And I love a horse that can begin well that's forced to snag, like from a good gate. And if you go back through Glamour Pack, most of its wins, it's just parked just behind the speed, get out, and it's pretty tough to the line. Yep. Um, so the, the second behind Devoted Star was it was a really, really nice run. We had to go back to last with Troy Turner on and tried to circle him. Devoted Star didn't go around a horse. It was, yeah, it was never going to beat him. He still got within a length. I, I just thought that was a super run. And yeah. then came out seven days ago. And, and again, we have to remember how bad the centre of the track was. Um, I thought the effort to run sixth um, down on, on a quicksand pad was, um, yeah, it was superb. Off seven days, a bit of a sign of intent from the yard. Um, should we just said there's not much speed in this and yep. it, it's got reasonable gate speed. So it should be able to park on the back of um, leader leaders back. You can figure out where the best spot is. Um, I, I, thought if, I thought if Karajini Aurora sits, Gummer Pack lands 1-1. One, one. 
Yeah, so yeah. That, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Jordan can say, okay, the rail's bad at this point, let's stay off it and go 1-1, mm -hmm. or the rail's playing nicely, let's get the back of the leader. He can make a decision in that sense, but um, this is a horse I've been waiting to draw a gate, been waiting to get to the mile. Uh, I think it's um, I think it grinds it out really nicely when it gets a soft run, needs cover, um, which it should get from two. There is a situation where Recharger crosses them, Carrigeni Aurora has its back and Glamour Pack into the breeze, mm -hmm. and that would upset me, but that'd be stiff if that's how the map eventuated, but it's a possibility. But um, yeah, I'm look, BJ, I, I'm for dollars glamour packed so um nine dollars fifty each way this is this is i reckon my best value better the day and i don't back them each way usually unless they're near three bucks but i've taken the 250 a place because i just think it's um it's going super there's four or five horses i'm happy to put a line through um and it's it's a map type horse who who loves a good map and can grind out a good finish as we saw in last year's champion what's it called the country championship final and whatnot yeah, West, West, races, West, so. West platinum final yeah exactly yeah. right yeah. so look there's there's a potential that giant leap carry junior aurora might have some more class late and yep. uh we will find out but yeah again i don't think there was much between giant leap glamour packs run three starts ago i think glamour packs only improved since then um gets a little weight swing loses pike does giant leap and um we get the 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 map advantage for glamour packed while giant leap might have um just be a few more further spots back so yeah very happy to play each way glamour packed here Cool. Might follow your lead there, Guru. My tip in the leg up giant leap, I was hoping for more like 320, 340. Might wobble with Pike off, I think. Yeah. Currently 250. That's a no-go zone at the moment. It's very how, short for, for a horse like giant leap. How is your market though? Like what like general grants 460. Um like general grants got to wobble from that a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a funny race, isn't it? I mean, I marked Lumber Pack nine dollars. Yep. What uh, was your what was your market actually? Uh, so I was Three forty giant leap, mm -hmm. and then I was like five dollars Carrigini, five dollars General Grant, nine dollars okay. Glamour Pack. I actually had, I, th I actually thought Ukba Ted, um, actually had half half the price. I got eleven dollars, okay. so that's probably taken off. You get a big off pace track, it's yeah. And I thought t t Turner going on, even though he probably just wanted to hop off Alma Halo, but I thought Turner going on might be a might be able to switch Ukba Ted on as well. But positive, lacked her off. Sorry? It's the reverse, isn't it? Well, I think Lakdar's just he's hopped off to ride the Peter's horse. Yeah. But uh but I don't know. I don't know. I think Ukbarte is better than what it's been going, mm -hmm. is my point. Uh so but yeah, I don't know. I just I felt I felt in its trials. Yeah, I felt a lot of that's true. I felt a lot of hesitation with this particular race. The, the middle of the program is quite challenging mm. i felt but from a tipping point of view as i said giant leap on top notorious one form stands up just got just got gunned down late by bad wolf but I, you know i wrote in the leg up that bad wolf and nobel lawrence who giant leap split the other day if either of those were in this field that'd be pretty hard in the market i would have thought so no surprise to see giant leap favorite yeah bit surprised to see it that short but again something's got to take up the the percentages in this market because there's a lot of horses that what terry said that you can just effectively yeah. effectively put a line through so yep. giant leap really should be winning but i'm not confident and i'm not keen I don't know to if giant leap's that good a horse either you know but you, yeah 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 i, I yeah yeah, Giant Leap's not – it's an inferior horse to Brave Dream and Carrigenia will push Brave Dream to some degree. Yeah. Not pushed it. But yeah. yeah, different lines. If the, if the rail plays hot, um, 
you're not an each way punter. My, my thought process might be to save Karajini back Glamour Pact. Yep. Um, but yeah, just keep it simple. Yeah. So yeah, I was Giant Leap, Karajini, Aurora. They were the two. Um, and but I might end up just following the guru in here and having a little oh, something on can sell uh, Glamour. Can sell Eyes sometimes, can't I? Yeah, you sold it well. I was. This is a horse. You know, I tell you, there's some horses I'm waiting for for the right setup, and you usually what? don't get the right setup. But Glamour Pact is a horse that I've been saying, just give me a barrier, give me a weakish field, give me a nice map, and this is just it's a real box ticker. And I love Jordan being on as well. Um, it's his horse rather than Troy. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think the money will come, surely. I just think everything else is too thin in the yeah. market besides Carriage Junior. I think Giant Leap has to wobble. I think General Grant has to wobble. And I can't see the money coming for Alma Halo, Megadon, Recharger or Ukbar Ted or the Cat Ratcher. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm pretty happy and I'm, I'm playing each way. Do you know what time of the day I'm going to play it each way? All day. All day? Yeah, each way, all day. <laughs> each way. Just wins. All day, just <laughs> Didn't wins. say that. Doesn't just win. Doesn't just win. Cancel. Glamour Cancel. packed. Glamour packed. Feature of the day, race seven. The Here's Han. a justy, isn't it? Han, super dry. Is this a justy? Justy. Just wins. Notorious one. I don't know. What are you Ooh, Possibly. What are you Han, super dry, finally stakes, listed 125,000. Tell me, what are Han's super drives like? Are they, are they, are they popular amongst the, the beer wee. swillers dog, these days? Dog wee, I think you're fine. Han yeah. super dry. Uh, no, it's Han super dry. Is Han, which one? What do we have at the awards? Not Carlton dry, Jess. Yeah, that wasn't very popular. That's why, that's why I was so messy so early because I had to hop onto the red wines. Either, yeah. so, so who is responsible? It was either, it was either who, do a Todd Carney and go and bubble it, or um, <laughs> who, who do we blame? <laughs> hey? That was unnecessary. Wasn't it? Who, um, who do we blame? Yeah. Carlton Dry is that no good or what? What's the, oh, not a big, not no. a big fan of Carlton Dry. No, no, not a big fan. I saw Pete Antonitz look at the Carlton Dry. He wasn't happy. He was, was disgusted. He no. was no. disgusted. So no, he gave it the body slam, didn't he? <laughs> he sure <laughs> did. Uh, so yesterday, when uh, the markets came out for the Farnley Stakes, I think I believe Tell Them We're Coming was favourite, Notorious One second favourite, but they've effectively taken each other's places in yeah. the in the current market with uh, Notorious One. Having its first crack at black type, but has been supported into a current two dollar forty favorite. Tell them we're coming, taking the second line of betting at three dollars fifty. Taking a sit. Mm. Which um, leg is Brad Rewilla riding without? Mate, um, this is incredible. Yeah, he's got the fifty six. I guess it's only another half, but um, shows some intent. Likes the horse, obviously as you would. It's so yeah, twenty five thousand dollar race, but Brad Rewilla would rarely get below fifty seven, uh, fifty six for a real stretch. So to get to fifty five and a half. Keen, I'd say. Well, Ponoff got down to 55. Yep. And see what happened? Yep. Um, Bang, yeah, bang. well, ex yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. LK in form. Kurt's hottest trainer. So, yeah, so Brad Rewill is obviously he's doing a top job getting his weight mm. under control. 55.5 kgs. Tell him we're coming on Saturday. That's a huge sign of intent. If, if yeah, uh, That's told him he's coming. Yeah, he's coming. He's Blinkers coming. off. Um, tongue tie off. Um, lugging bit off. Interesting triple gear change as well for a horse. I thought it was going super and... Didn't need a huge amount of fiddling around, um, in all fairness. No, I never liked that, and that's that's one of my things. I never really liked that. But, um, yep, I do trust the Morton Yard. Yeah. Um, they know what they're doing in that sense. But, um, look, this is a really easy map, I thought, BJ. Trap for Fools, amazingly, should find the front over 1,400 and, and probably gives a bit of cheek as well. Um, don't think it has a class or the sprint of too close to sun like we saw a couple of weeks ago, so I don't think it can win. This isn't wait for age, obviously, but um, it's, um, yeah, it's a nice map for Trap for Fools. The Breeze, maybe Nerf Bosk comes across, BJ. Oh, Western Temple. Um, well, they were the two. Yeah. One of them, Breeze is 1-1-1. One, one, one. Um, tell them we're coming, probably ends up. Leaders back. By default, yep. And then the best part, this map, why I love Notorious One so much is the map. So you've got Media Baron and Paddy Shadow drawn six and seven. They're, they're, I don't know if they're on Kalgoorlie campaigns or whatever they're on. 
but the two of them are just going to be very happy to drop out and settle last. So Notorious One lands fifth. He can either decide I'm going to take the back of either Nerf Bosk or Western Temple if, if maybe the centre of the track's better or I'm going to pop to the fence, ride it for luck if the fence is nice and take the back of Tell Them We're Coming. Mm. Like for me, CJP just – just a, I know they're, they're going to go a bit slower here, which may not suit him so much, but he gets he should land in fifth spot really comfortably. Like he can even muster up there, he can he can do whatever. So and then it just, just comes down to whether he's um whether he's good enough or not. And look, the the form around him very simply doesn't add up. Um, giant leap has only gone so so vital. Blast has gone so so. Laferola didn't uh, farewell last week, but. It's the it way he's been doing yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's the way he's been doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah, there's been something like, about like, it. How many know? horses could have like. Got caught in that bucket. I think Tell Him could do similar things to what he's done in those type of grades. Yeah. I think Tell Him really could. But um, the, the way that he, he was pocketed, had to extricate with 58, Laferola was off and gone, like it was it was home. Yep. And then Notorious Ones sort of puts in these big bounds, doesn't he? He's, ba- he's a bound, <laughs> bound straight up to it was almost, <laughs> yeah, that? almost like a great day, don't you reckon? It was it was uh, it was just sort of like towered over La Farola and just sort of went up to it like he was playing a game and then just sort of looked at La Farola and went past it and remember one, the dog one man? ears pricked, sorry. A current affair dog man. <laughs> he came <laughs> bounding over. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the greatest bit of television I've ever seen. That is hilarious. Um, that is but hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'm a very keen Notorious One. Do you know how um, with Notorious One we often say it'll be, it's quite scary we'll say it'll be a difficult to watch? Yeah. I don't think this will be. Yeah. I reckon this will be a really easy watch. <laughs> love it. I love it. I do. It. I really do. Are you tell I think by this stage of the day, the centre of the track might be best and um, 100% I'll tell him tomorrow on the yeah. Fair Edge. Um, yeah, I, I know he does a bit wrong in the run, but um, geez, Clint hasn't pulled the stick yet and any of his three wins under him. So, and his loss, um, yeah, he was stiff in his loss with the way the obviously the horse did has his tricks as he does, but um, yeah, look, the small field should suit a horse with tricks. It only has to, yeah, just the way he can accelerate and put a couple on him, like the way he took Laferola and said, nah. And again, I know Laferola didn't frank that form, but. I think Laferola had excuses. So always an ass to go up to this level. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be forgetting Western Temple either. Just uh, deserves third favoritism. Um, I'm 240. Uh, what's that? 235? 235, Notorious One. 360, tell them we're coming in about 550, Western Temple. Can't really have the rest. Yeah. Very much aligned with you. I was 250, Notorious One, but that was more of a draft price because the prices were already out by the time I got around to it. So 250 would do me. Hopefully we can get a bit better than that on the Betfair Exchange, but fair.com.au. But I'm with Terry. Notorious One, the way that this race maps out, the smallish field drops in weight, even though it is out of the handicap. Um, still as an 85 rater in a 90 plus. This horse is on the march, should be unbeaten this prep, and I think it can. Uh, it'll win again. Yep, very keen. Race number eight, the Schweppes handicap over the 1,400 metres, uh, a 66 plus, which I'm sure will divide opinions, BJ. Current market has Downforce and Temptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very close to your equal market, Alex, at four bucks. How have you, uh, how have you viewed this race, Burn? I liked Temptation first up. I thought the run was ordinary. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a bit better than ordinary. I think it was I a g- worse race than this, and it I reckon it went up and down. Yeah, I think it was a pass mark though. Did you remember? Do you remember what Danny Morton said to us because we had him on yeah. that for that show? No, remember what he said? It's an out and stayer. Now, what yeah. do you? What do I? I've thought more about that. To me, that means its work's been more dour this mm-hmm. time in. That's the, that's what I got from that. 
Yes, yes, and it feels like they've got long range, more long range plans with Temptation rather mm-hmm. than rather than rushing her into feature races. I imagine they're just going to try to plot their way through ratings, middle distance ratings races onto maybe an Ascot Gold Cup or something when racing returns to to Ascot and 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 then maybe if Perth she Cup? yeah on a Perth Cup path, but but yeah, I was it was I'm just sort of getting hoodwinked by her class. What are you her, getting? Her class hoodwinked, hoodwinked okay. by her class factor Temptation. I thought that's what you said. And really, sure. there's not a lot. There's a lot of these horses are kind of just sort of they're reasonable enough, but they're either touch out of form or on their marks or past their prime. But I end up with Temptation on top. If I probably did the race again, I would have shown a bit more courage and maybe put Avalon Bay on top. Actually. You can do that now. This is why we got we got take two. Yeah, it's it's a real. I you know the yard obviously a lot better than I. Toddy was on our table at um, the awards night, which mm-hmm. we didn't win. Um, and I, I wouldn't say they're the most aggressive of yards. So to see him scratched, and oh, he's probably dirty scratched from Barrier One now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to see him scratch for this race, you'd suggest that's a sign of intent. They think the horse is going well, and obviously he's got a very good first up record. Beat yeah. Sentimental Hero first up last campaign with Vicky Cora out. Vicky Corbett out outriding the Wizard. The Wizard. I yeah. remember that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good sign of intent from the yard. Yeah, and I think the trials have been handy enough as well for Avalon Bay. So it's mm-hmm. had the double trial, so it's ready to rip. Has a terrific first up record. As I said, if I had my time again, I probably would lean towards yeah, Avalon if I Bay. Had my time again. The thing that I, I like about Avalon Bay is he was previously trained by Todd's father, Robbie, who's, who's now retired. But they were – Robbie was very – keen on keeping their, his horses in their right grade. And as a result, if you go back through, Avalon Bay has won its races midweek or in a provincial, and then by the time it's come to town in a graduation handicap, it's, carried, it's been forced to carry 59, right? So it, it's almost like it's got to got to a rating in a graduation on Saturday and it sort of hasn't had an opportunity to win on yep. a low weight. So I like the fact that Toddy's put Avalon Bay in a 66 plus and it can slide in with 55 kgs. It's very rarely has it been allowed to um, carry a weight like this. So for me, from a good draw, I, I like Sean McGrady going on this horse. I reckon Avalon Bay can give this a big shape in a race that lacks a bit of depth for mine. Yeah, when I mean, you're talking downforce is your favourite at the moment. Yeah. And downforce, yeah. fair enough, deserves to be uh, right at the pointy end of the market, but downforce is a hard horse to trust. How many times has we said this looks downforce's race, you know? Yeah. Uh, only two wins last campaign with Lactar on as well, so yeah. that's always something to note. And Temptation says your other horse at the pointy end of the market, I, yeah, I, I can't have on that first run and um, it wouldn't surprise me to see sharp improvement. I think yeah. she's obviously the best horse in this race. Yeah. Um, but uh, you made a really good point. The rest of them are sort of hit their mark. Skin and Tins looks to have flattened out this prep. Diablero, we know how good he is, but... It's not impossible, Diablery. Um, Peppy Jake leads, and I think that's why Brad went up so short. Um, and there's no real pressure on the map. Um, what happened last start? That was weird. Yeah, Jay tried to take a hold over a mile. It was odd, but that's that's the type of run. If you just put a line through it and you go back through the form, and it's it's not bad form at all, especially for a soft map. Was there um, was there anything in the stewards report? Yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah. they questioned her about yeah. it. And he got fined. James Graves got for, fined. So that was not not notifying of the tactics. Okay, I missed so, that. I missed yeah. that in the wash up because. Yeah, that was a, and it was a low pressure race as well. So it was a good opportunity yep. to roll forward, sit outside leader, as Peppy Jack yep. likes to do. So interesting, interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, I imagine that they won't be doing that again. No, they're, yeah. well, they're the only leader here, so it looks a bit of a gift map. And um, and then Miracle Man, the bars go on back in front of a big absence, and I think he's just going to plod, especially under the sixty one. He's he's at peak, and he's eight bucks fourth favorite. I mean, that tells you a story about the race. So yeah, I I think Avalon Bay. Um, I've actually marked. This is where I need to probably just reassess a little bit. I've marked Avalon Bay nine dollars, but I think I've got that too. Long. Um, I like what you've just said, and I think Avalon Bay might turn into a bit of a save for me here. I'll probably have a think about it shortly. But 
Gonna just gonna go with the horse. I reckon that's missed, been missed in the stewards report. Bj, I think it should have been heavily in the stewards report last start. Uh, Miss Miss Marietta, um, Miss Marietta is a horse. Sorry, and we will probably both agree. It's always promised a lot. Always had a lot of ability, but a lot of its preparations. Um, I think Hannah Fitzgerald wrote it for a whole prep, or it's just. I think it's just found. It's been poorly placed or ridden, or it hasn't, it hasn't found the right setup. So last campaign, they said from the start, right? I Clint Johnson Porter, you're on for the entire campaign. Seven starts, um, three wins, a second. Um, once it was stiff. Um, another time, it was first up when it ran fifth in the Pearl Classic. That was a huge Big run, run first yeah. up, um, and the second was behind. What about Moses, who made that form look pretty good uh, as the campaign progressed? Um, the, the the best runs were at Ascot as well, circling the field. It's a type of horse where if you go back through its best runs and its best wins, they've always been, even once Hannah actually got caught deep when chasing down Buddley Lad, um, they've been making sustained runs from the 600 type of thing. For me, even though the wins have been at Ascot, I reckon this is a better horse suited to Belmont, the way, um, the way she races. Last start, she was travelling so well into the race and – I don't know. You you watch the replay later and let me know. But I reckon she's been held up the entirety of the straight. I reckon she was travelling nicely. You give her a, a little turn of the reins of the hundred once they sort of put a length on it. But she's not the type of horse that's going to pick up and sprint in behind them. Like I just think she travelled so nice. She was going to let down. You get her to the outside, and she was letting down and going past. And there's not a, there's not a wink about being held up um, at any at any point. Um, to me, plus it looked, she, she looked had to pass like she did. resented almost being, being between horses. Being between horses. Yeah. And it was almost like the horses in front of her yeah. were just sort of holding their spot so she didn't have anywhere. Oh, she was Mate, my I reckon Maddie she, on the I reckon she finishes. Day, so. Oh, yeah, she was too. Yeah, so where, where do you think she's going to get that? She's going to be like, uh, Okay, so that's 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 the query here and I can't give you an exact map. Um, it's not impossible they push forward to the Braves and that would upset me because I don't think that's the goal here. Um, but you've got a lot of horses that are going to want similar spots and I think you just got to back Clint Johnston Porter in. If, if you get caught deep, no cover, she's done that in the past, and that, it's not necessarily going to be the worst spot to be at this stage of the day, I don't think. Um, but that that is a query is where she gets to, but I prefer her drawing nine than one, if that makes sense. Um, we, we, we were keen on skin and tins three starts ago, and, again, we couldn't really map it. We just I just said, I think this horse is going really, really well, yep. and it's going to need the ride. And, look, I'm happy to back CJP, and this is his type of horse. He knows the horse. They get along extremely well. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just, I'm very surprised, um, that there is nothing in the stewards report because as I said, she was held up to at least the last hundred. But pleasantly surprised in fact. Yeah, pleasantly. So she was $17, $18 earlier and I, I didn't pull the trigger thinking he'd be missed. Unfortunately, she's into about 13, 14 now. So I don't know, but I don't, I don't know whether I can, cause I have so much, cause I have such a lack of faith in the top end of this market i think they could all drift i don't know whether to pull the trigger at the 14 dollars, but i'm the guy i'm five six dollars miss marietta oh, it's ten dollars miss marietta oh there you go so yep. it's still it's still above your price mm. at um at that market it, again this is probably the greatest example of i could take 14 now maybe i have to take 10 on the day if they're making ground and wide's the best spot so and that's fine taking yeah. a slightly lesser tax, price so yeah. that's probably the way to go here is um is, is hold fire and um and see how the track's playing but i yeah i can't see any reason miss marietta doesn't win this um yeah, I think it might be the horse with the most upside. And BJ pointed out before that a lot of these have hit their marks. And Diablier has been up and down all like You know what I mean? It's had a little one-month break, comes back. And all the runs are nice. But, I mean, Diablier, zero demerits, um, skin and tins. They've just been they all just been plotting all prep, you know. And Miss Marietta is sort of the fresh horse in the scene and was super second up last campaign. So, um, yeah, I think Miss Marietta each way is, is one of your better value bets on the card. Um, and for no reason whatsoever – um, I'm expecting improvement from point taken. Um, 
Lactar, it's a Lactar horse, but he hasn't beaten a horse on in this campaign, first, second up, or in a trial. But I don't know, I'm just expecting. Remember, Lockie did tell us to be on third up. But it's better than that. Yeah. It is better than that, but um, it's you can't tip it with any type of confidence because the runs have been poor. As I said, I tipped Temptation in the leg up. However, um, at the prices, the way things have shaken out, I think Avalon Bay is is value. I marked Avalon Bay five fifty. Currently nine dollars available. So that's why you're five fifty. Yeah, that's interesting. So this is yeah, this is this is. This is probably the only reason I enjoy doing the podcast with you. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, so I can, um, yeah, so sometimes it's good to reassess and I, I reckon you bang on what you said there and I reckon I might look at a little a little chop on, um, on Avalon Bay. Okay. Okay, BJ, it is now time for the get out stakes. Just had a mid-get out stakes little hiccup there. Gangi. Uh, hopefully there's no hiccups. In this race, H I oh, hang on S T E A K S, proudly brought to us by who Ben? the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, Terry Market City Meats, located at the Canningvale Market on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's been with us from the get go. Him and his team, they run a very solid operation out there at Market City Meats. Drop in, have uh, have a look around. Let Timmy know that you listen to the One One Your WA Racing podcast. Congratulations to episode ninety-two winner Damien Leopold. He he was nearest the pin with this spin the knife zero point one seven length prediction. The official margin was zero point one four length, so he was almost bang on. But I didn't. The the selections were quite varied last week. I thought I thought we'd have more of a rush on spin the knife, but mm. um, well, there was. I'd- I'm very happy for Damien, but I really wish he lost it last week. I think there was one person who nominated Mystical View. Mystical View. Mm. Yeah, a bit stiff. So, anyway, congratulations, Damien. Um, I'm sure you're enjoying those gourmet group scrumptious cuts of beef from Market City Meats. Now, to enter, listeners, to enter this week's Get Out Steaks, send us a message at the One One Pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win race nine at Belmont this Saturday and a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places are preferred. And, of course, Terry, how can we forget? First in, Sam White, best dressed. Correct. The Sam White rule, time-honoured Sam White rule. Get your orders, get your orders, get your entries in quickly. And get your orders You get in. your best chance to uh, – to, Already uh, had our Uber Eats. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Actually, that was uh, – Good singer. Good. Yeah. This coffee's going down well. So, yeah, so. I needed them. Sam White rule, all important. Don't forget, get out steaks, Market City Meats, get involved. Bloody kids keep me up all night. Uh, <laughs> that's not that funny. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. Well, I wonder, I think we'll be a little bit more varied, um, a little more Patrick vieri mm-hmm. uh, here in the uh, in the last. Um, should be some differing opinions. Uh, speed map wise, OBJ, let's let's do this race from the beginning because this is this is this along with probably the previous, probably the two best races to dissect. The beginning, yeah, great. map it. Let's map it. Clears the comfort. Isn't the quickest horse away, but should hold out. Pule, I agree. Um, Lacta needs to be careful though because Pule can go pretty quick early. Um, Sir Snugglot, um, looks tough. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but look, I, I think Pete will probably at this stage of the day. There's probably no issue with just. Rolling out three deep, but otherwise you might try and tuck in behind one of the two of them. That'll probably be the guy I'd suggest. Yep. Um, you probably won't have too much hassle doing so either. They, they probably probably will eventually, but it doesn't matter. Sir Snowlight's just going to get in the way of other horses. Good win last start, um, but this is this is a little bit different, a little bit, a bit, a little bit tougher. A little bit tougher, yeah. A little bit tougher for Sir Snowlight, in my humble opinion. Um, 
MTA, what do you, what do you reckon from Barrier 13? I think they're going to be conservative first up. Yeah, okay. So mm. MTA, uh, MTA is a horse that did win first up last campaign at twelve hundred. If they drew a gate, they probably would have. Yeah. Look again, maybe Trevor and, and Brad might sit just before the race go. Look, it's playing nicely wide. Let's let's roll forward in a three wide line, and that could be the the spot to be. So it's a possibility that happens. Um, bumper Humper from twelve BJ. Uh, has really good tactical speed. Probably it now. Danny Pikey couldn't hold it the other day. No, yeah. it now Danny are two horses who both have really good tactical speed, but awkward gates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got to try and use that speed and come across. And you just got to hope you can find a spot. Um, but uh, they should be landing prominently. Um, three secrets should get the run of the race just in behind the speed. Second up, long spell, and Dunbar should be um, just. Behind them as well. Um, two schools of thought for me with Dunbar, whether A, I think Dunbar the cat. I know it got to the wrong part of the track, yes, um, last week. Um, but uh, this is harder, but it does look a suitable setup. It's either A, with Dunbar, is it suited being closer to the fence late in the day? Mm-hmm. Or B, being on the back of Cliffs and Pulley, will that be a tremendous spot to be with two strong leaders towing you into the race? So there's probably two different thought processes. Um, to go down there, but yeah, interesting finish today. Yeah, I, I, I wrote in the leg up. Most people will be pretty keen to hop off Dunbar. I think it was D Day for Dunbar last Saturday, and he loomed and couldn't get it done. Went back through the daily sectionals, Winsicardi daily sectionals, and, I, and the win of Sassy Trader. That's two starts in a row. Sassy Trader has been really fast, and the the rating of the race from a speed rating point of view has stacked up. So mm-hmm. it was almost three lengths back to third. I know it wasn't a it wasn't a very good race in terms of depth, so that can be a touch misleading. However, I still think there was merit in the performance. Travelled well, let down, but the winner was just too good on the rail. So reckon, make, reckon make, of that, put, make of that or what you will. You put know? Sassy Trader too off it and put Dunbar on it. It's probably a different result. That's how hot the rail was. Yeah, so, yep. that's something that – so I, I think a lot of people will be down on the – Performance. Yeah, I'm. I'm not ready to completely put a line through Dunbar. And as a result, mm-hmm. I've got Dunbar on top. Do you reckon it can hold? A can it and does it want to hold the back of those two, or does it want probably a bit of separation? It just depends what Cliffs of Comfort and Paulie do early in terms of the speed battle, and whether it's intense early or whether they're just happy to come across and. Let, uh, do you know what I mean? It'll yeah. it, if there's a if there's a fight for the lead, then that'll probably draw Dunbar into maybe being three back the fence, something like that, three back one off, something like that. Who's drawn one? Megazone. Yeah, he'll be in front of Megazone Dunbar, so yeah, he's probably going to be on the fence. That's yeah, the so he's either going to be leaders back or three back the fence. I think they'll be dependent upon the pressure of the race early. However, I still think Dunbar can conserve and. Get into galloping, get it, get into galloping room, and finish with a rush. But Terry did mention the fact that there's horses such as Sir Snuggalot and Three Secrets, who more more so Sir Snuggalot, who could act as potential roadblocks mm-hmm. in that situation. So that's why the wizard gets paid the big bucks because he makes the right moves more often than not. For me, I'm going again. Dunbar on top. What price are we talking here, Terry? Let me bucks. get. What is it? Four bucks. Four favorite. bucks. Okay. Yeah. Thin. Um, no, it's about right. I was I was three ninety Dunbar. Okay. I was three ninety Dunbar, three ninety Pooley. What's Pooley? Where are we? Four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah. So I thought they were, I thought they were similar. I think Pooley's a better horse. Jeez, but you, there is you, a, you probably want to back Pooley with me then, I reckon. <laughs> 
Uh, Paulie's a better horse, I think, but eight kilos is, has to be of some significance. Eight kilos late. and no rail, that's, yep. that's wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good take-on race, I reckon. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of these win, but let's just, like, roll down the market in order. And I, yeah, Dunbar, for me, that's that's thin enough. I'm 550 Dunbar, and that's that's mainly on respect for Pike. But I have – I'm going into this meeting with the mindset with how the three-metre pads played, especially later in the day. I don't know if, if rails in run um, with cover is going to be a greater spot. So I've maybe given it a, a knock that I shouldn't have there. Um, but I'm sort of 550 Dunbar, $13.00. Pulley, um, just from the breeze with 62. I just yeah. I can't see it. I just, just cannot see it. Uh, if it wins, like good on it, like great stuff. Like we've got a horse here, you know. Um, and then I'm $11 Cliffs of Comfort, who I just don't think has come back quite as well. And I actually think this horse what, will miss – I thought this horse will miss Joey as a party. Yeah, I agree. What price did you have Mystical View? Uh, I am – Mystical View, I'm six dollars. Mm. Um, so Mystical View could just about be a bet, but I'm, I'm probably not looking that way, even though it's above my quote, because it's it's more. I'm just a little bit concerned about horses that got that good rail yeah. last week and yeah. how their runs are made to look maybe a little bit better than they were. You put if you got go back and watch that race, the best run from that race was all day session, yeah. for my mind comfortably. Yeah. Wasn't there something um, down the outside in that race? Solid Azza, that was a good run. Solid Azza well. was yeah. you, but it yeah. does that. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, all day session from I understand a good, from a good gate can land closer, mm. and I feel like it's one we can continue to follow. Um, with a bit of rain around. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a race we can look for a little bit of value um, and I'm going to yeah, do def- that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm going to, sure. yeah, I think even, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be with Megazone here from Barry One, but it's going super, um, but it's not the way I want to go. But um, sort of, Before you get to yours, I was sort of thinking Paris St. George might run a race, but, yeah, it, but I, was expect- I was expecting it to be longer. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be popular, Paris and George. I reckon. I don't know if you're going to get much more than the twelve, yeah. thirteen dollars okay. available because it's a horse that I think will be really suited by a hot tempo. Um, I remember first up last campaign or the campaign before Chloe rode it, and I was on, and I think it was a misread of the race from me because it was always going to be a walkathon, and Paris and George just wasn't suited in a walkathon trying to sprint him. Um, my my worry is it might just be run off its legs too far. Yep. Um, so well, I, I really think the new season four year olds are the way to go. Um, um, and I really like how they're competing um, against the more seasoned horses, I guess, even though they're quite seasoned now. And the two that fit that bar, the two I mentioned before, are now Danny and um, and Bumper Humper. Um, our Danny, first of all, um, forgive the run on the heavy 10, didn't handle that whatsoever. And last start, Jade McNaught didn't see daylight for the entirety of the straight. Um, we have a pattern with a lot of Luke's horses at the moment that when Chris Parnham, William Pike, Paul Harvey go on, um, they're winning. Um, I think Luke's horses are really appreciating um, potentially a positive change of jockey in, in that sense. And I think our Danny is a horse who's – I think she's a really nice horse. I think her record should be better than the three three wins from 18 starts. She's got former and Gemma's son, Brooklyn Pier. Um, yeah, she, to me she's got all the right form. I think Chrissy Parner can be semi-aggressive from the gate, try and slot in, and um, she's shown she can she can make ground. Her, her win at Ascot last campaign when she sat three deep, no cover the trip, was a, uh, a win of a really nice horse. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 12. Bucks, our Danny. That's that's more than enough for me to, to get involved there. Um, I'm five dollars eighty, our Danny, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see a bit of money for our Danny as well with that jockey change and um, and with her her top line three year old form. Um, yeah, I think there'll be a few people willing to forgive the last couple of runs uh, with Chrissy Parnham going on the other one. As I said, it was bumper humper. Um, First of all, it wasn't Steve Parnham that rode Bumper Humper in a trial on the 6th of August. Yeah, it was Brad, Brad as the, um, mm-hmm. the race book says. So Brad going back on here, that's an important bit of information too, I think, because Brad took a fairly firm hold that day. For me, that was a hold of a, we've got something here. That wasn't a, oh, it's going well, I'm just going to 
take it. I think he was told, like, try and keep this in check. It was then well backed. Um, first up for Willie Pike behind IC Red, IC Red, and all day session. Now, we were talking about horses not in stewards' reports. Bumper Humper, let's have a look at the stewards' report. Race keenly through the middle stages, which it did, bang on. Um, was a very uh, fierce. Horse, it she almost, was almost that bolted, bolted on William. She Pike. was held up. Mm. She was held up to the eighty. Pikey's tried to edge out when Guns and Everyone was getting um, in the way. Then tried to go back inside, but because I see Red was laying in, it forced all day session to lay in. If you watch the head on, Bumper Humper never got clear room basically of the entirety of the straight. He had to check and basically go from a standing start from the hundred to run third is far better than it looks. I, geez, just on that trial, on that run, and how that's not in the stewards' report is wild. I. I'm a little flat with the 11 bucks. Um, it was seven. another one I think I'm going to be out of bet late. I don't think I need to rush into that um, from the gate. And if the middle of the track isn't playing well or the fence is dynamite, I can just abort mission. Um, so this will be one I will be backing late. Our Danny, I'd back early, um, bumper humper late. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're the two I want to focus on. Um, to be honest, more so bumper humper as well. I think the horse is going – Really, really, really well. I think the IC Red um, all-day session form will add up and mm -hmm. um, they knew what they were doing in that trial taking a hold. And my guess, mainly my hope, is that we might see something near 20 bucks. bet fair late. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have two reasonable-sized win bets, Bumper Humper and, and Al Danny here. We'll take the 12 bucks and, and something hopefully high teens for Bumper Humper late. And, um, yeah, I think we can finish with a good result. Okay. Yeah, not, not a huge amount of confidence. How can you be overly confident with a horse like Dunbar? But uh, I'm a sucker for punishment and I'm not ready to give up on this uh, this fellow just yet. Dunbar on top. Uh, listen, listening intently to everything the guru has to say and he makes a lot of sense um, with his analysis of the get-out stakes. So, um, yeah, pick your poison there, punters. And uh, that brings our preview to a close and we will be back with our best bets, our maddies and our lays. All right, let's wrap things up, Guru. It's our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Finally, Stakes Day, Belmont Saturday. What do we got? I think a few of the ones that um, – oh, best, first of all. Um, uh, race one, um, number seven, Harmaker in race seven, uh, notorious one. Double. Bang them up. Bang, bang. Pop, pop. Five bucks, six bucks. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Double down, double yep. down on the double. Popular, popular, yeah, popular. That's uh, that's my bet fair best as yep. well. I think Harmika, Jade Up, and Notorious One, Jade Up. So we're not complying. You lay of the day. Okay, always fraught with danger laying the wizard William Pike, but mm. I think the two eighty two seventy five for Come Magic in race five is too short for mine. Come Magic is my lay of the day. Oh, I reckon you're brave there. Mm -hmm. I reckon you're brave. Yeah, um, I'll lay Poole in the last four dollars fifty on double figures. So race nine number one, Poole. Um, if it wins from the breeze in that field, wow, we um, with sixty two, good job. Mm. Ooh, they wee. can have it. Mm. Maddie was tough. Well, Maddie is tough. A lot of the ones I've tipped, um, there's a big chance they could wobble out to, to Maddie territory, but none of them are currently in Maddie territory. So um, I'm just we'll go with a, we'll go with the double um, race six number two glamour packed all up race eight number five Miss Marriott about 150 to one just wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at this stage of proceedings, it was a challenge, real challenge, finding horses that fit into the uh, twenty twenty one dollar plus twenty to one plus range. So for mine, the horse that is most under my price that currently fits that category 
Therefore, I'm going to lock it in as my Maddie of the day. Race six, number two, Hook Bar Ted. Currently best available, $26. I had it less than half of that, so more than half of that price in my market. So Hook Bar Ted, his best form with uh, Troy Turner back in the saddle. He can run a cheeky race at a big price. Less than half of that price. Less than, what did I say? More than. More than, okay. Yeah. You, get, you get my drift. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, it is a good day for a punt uh, late on Betfair. It's a really, I know we say that often, but this is a more than ever, the last two races you can um, determine a pattern. And it's funny, like we've just, I've just given Miss Marietta a push and um, said I'll probably have something small point taken. And if, if the rail plays red hot, Pepe Jack's only leader and you start looking at it at 10 bucks. So great day to um, use all the tools you have and Betfair is one of the, the greatest ones of those. Um, thank you. Jay Rooney yeah, for coming great, on the show. It? He was uh, absolutely cracking having a chat to Jay and about his journey in racing and uh, his luck in ownership and the relationships he's built with people in the game. Um, sharp operator as well. Two from two yesterday. Just winners galore for, for Jay Rooney. So thank you for giving us your time. Um, got well, some good guests coming up too, Terry. We do. So, we got uh, so next week's Julio. The Italian Stallion. The Italian Stallion. We're, and we're a chance of going to the Monday and we'll have to yeah. see if it suits him and everything. But yeah. that's uh, an opportunity. Um, what do we said? Crip wants to come on for opening date Ascot. That's only a month away. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been chatting to young Freddie Kersley who's in lockdown in Melbourne. Yep. Riding, uh, putting on a few winners. So I wouldn't mind uh, getting WA expat. Very good. Freddie Kersey on the show very soon for a chat. Oh, it's just all happening, isn't it? It's all happening here at the it's one all happening. We're building strong to our 100th episode celebration. Not forgetting are. the Guru's uh, punting, tipping competition. Yes, all the tipping, tipping competition. All the info uh, yeah, tipping, punting competition. That'll all be online. Um, all the information for that. We'll do some dot points on our Twitter T's and, uh, T's and account, C's. T's and C's. Um, but, yeah, register your interest via direct Message start to next week. the start one one. We'll start next week. Seven week comp, culminating in um, episode one hundred. Looking forward to it. Good luck if you're having a punt at Carnarvon as well. The Carnarvon Cup. I haven't done the race yet. Otherwise, I'd love to have a chat about it. Um, good luck at York. Look for those horses coming back. Look, just look for those horses suited under the conditions. Tell you what, we love a little bit of an undulating track. <laughs> and uh, I must admit, very look, very much looking forward to having um, Santa on next week. So until next week on the one one.